Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I am Connor from the House of L. And I am Ray from the House of Zod. And I am Adam from Let's Say House Z. <laughs> oh. That's my baby crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, I'm sure all our listeners like babies. Yes. I would think. Absolutely. Um, unless they're very angry Superman fans. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, momentous occasion uh, because uh-huh. not not really because it's our seventy fifth. Like seventy yeah, fifth is cool, but you know, I, I just sort of be fun to do Superman seventy fifth on our seventy fifth because that was yeah. a big occasion. Uh, we had so we had uh, Superman Unchained, which we're going to be talking about, and we had uh, the Superman animated short, which we'll be talking about. And we also had Man of Steel come out as well, which we won't be talking about um, because <laughs> there will just be too much. We'll talk about it at some point. Um, but yeah, so, you know, 75th, um, I mean, this is obviously this is probably before Ray was um, yeah, really I, aware I've, of... I've, yeah, I've got to say, look, I'm going to put the disclaimer right there right now. Uh, this is back in the time, was it 2014, right? Yeah. Uh, 13. 13, yeah. I, Superman wasn't on my radar back then, so very little knowledge. Um, I, I don't even recall. I mean, we we're talking just beforehand, Connor, and, and this is no slight, in obviously, in any way for Superman, but uh, you're saying how you know it was being marketed and stuff. It, that flew by me, <laughs> totally. I, yeah. don't, I don't recall I mean, any of that. If you weren't reading any DC, yeah, like, yeah. you would not have. Yeah, Because like, every DC book they had right. ads for Unchanged. Well, everything I read, I can't. What was I reading at the time? I don't know if Grant Morrison's Action Comics is still running. I'm pretty sure it okay. wasn't. Um, but that was like, I was pretty invested for that run. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of reading, because you know, back then I wasn't really reading current comics right much, except for uh, Injustice, right? So yes, um, <laughs> but Grant Morrison's Action Comics is something I was reading, and for some reason. Mm-hmm. I remember Unchained and Action Comics sort of being in my sort of uh, wheelhouse at the time. And mm-hmm. I read the the first issue of Unchained, and that was all I read because, like, just, just due to the release schedule, I kind of yep. forgot about it. It's what, something I read in full later on. What was your What were your first impressions? I mean, I know we'll get into it, um, like, with your... I guess your impressions now, but like, how did you feel reading that first issue? I, I liked it. Yeah. Um, but also back then I didn't really know nearly as much about Superman as I do now. So like okay. there was a fair few things that I didn't really register. Yeah. Um, uh, like I was a big Superman fan for sure, but I just wasn't, I hadn't gone through plunging the sort yeah, of depth sure. of his history at that point. So there was, you know, some stuff <clears> like, um, the whole idea of this other Superman and the 75 years thing, you know, sort of just went over my head mm. and just kind of what the story was going for. Plus I only read the first issue and I was just, I was reading it, but I wasn't super invested because I was, I can't remember at the time. I think I was mostly reading Daredevil actually. Okay. Um, well, I but, mean, that's, that's what happens, isn't it? Like you, you kind of go through, like you in general, you kind of go through phases of what you're, yeah, you know and what your fave like, is and all that. There was a lot of stuff I was doing and reading, and since mm-hmm. this is since these twelve issues came out, or nine issues I should say, oh, came yeah. out over the course of a year and a half, it's just something I wasn't 
I generally just didn't keep track of new releases like that back yeah. then. Um, well, it, was, it was really spread out then, wasn't it? A year and a half, nine issues. Yeah. What what happened? A lot like, of these sorts yeah. of things are like All Star Superman took ages to come out. Uh, Doomsday Clock took took ages to is come it, out. Yeah, it, it seemed. I, I recall Doomsday Clock. Is this a DC thing where they just? It's kind of like Image in the sense that oh, there are some delays. We'll, we'll just let it. Like you know, I think. I don't know. I think it also could be like you have, you know, you have these really prestige kind of mini series. Yep, and you have like. This super A-list talent on it. I mean, mm. you can't you can't really get much bigger than Jim Lee, right? And especially Scott Snyder around this time was he was hot. He was really hot from his Batman stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this prestige team, they're also doing a lot of other stuff. Yeah. So I think naturally there'll be delays and stuff, and Jim Lee might want more time to work on. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's not like a. John Romita Jr. Year One case where he obviously just phones it in sometimes <laughs> and put all of his work in other pages. Like, well, there are some if, gorgeous pages there. Let's let's not. Yeah, you're right. Oh, well, there are, there are absolutely. But mm. then, then the last yeah. third of that issue turns into potato. But um, <laughs> in Unchained, it's like every page mm. throughout these nine issues is like feels like has a hundred percent put into it. Yeah, you know. So yeah. like this took its time, but I think. It's like the, the Frank. Is like worth it. Yeah, it's like the Frank Quietly art as well. Yeah, like you can tell it was a labor of love, and he spent some time. You know, there was, nothing was really rushed. So yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, is Adam back? Yeah, he is. is he? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, I'm listening. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh-huh. I was just wondering. Uh, so, you know, when when this was coming out, what was going on in your your area? Uh, well, I I remember like I was in college, so it's like great time for like. Mm-hmm. comics to hit you right yeah i was definitely yeah. like i was reading a bunch of stuff and I, I do remember like the announcement that like scott snyder and jim lee is going to do a superman book and it was like a huge deal like especially because scott snyder was he like you said he was like big he was he was kind of a rising star yeah he had only done like horror books at that point like oh, in, right. that, in his career i believe he only had done like like the book Severed, American Vampire, you know, Swamp Thing, mm-hmm. and then obvious, obviously his Batman book. Yeah. Books, I forgot he did plural. Swamp Thing, and, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That, those were the only two things he did at DC was Batman and Swamp Thing at that point. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, was, it, was a, it was a big announcement, but it was also kind of like, okay, that's, what's this going to be? Is this going to be like darker superman and like the the image that they put out was like a real shadow heavy superman with like a lot of skulls on it so it was like mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was all like okay i'm sure this will be good but it might be a little off i don't know if they're like quite right and then i have like a very specific memory of like waiting at a bus stop after getting issue one, and I, like, couldn't wait to go home to read issue one to see what this was. I remember, like, opening by, like, page three, I was like, oh, he gets it. Nice. Yeah, good. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I think there's... I, I have a real thing where I love... Um, I don't know, for some reason for me, like, the darker writers and the horror writers do really well on characters yeah. like mm. Superman. There's, like, okay. Alan Moore... For instance, um, and like in, in a movie sense, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy—that guy was—he was known for like Evil Dead and stuff. 
Yep. And then he came out and did, in my opinion, like the best superhero movies he got. And same thing with um, Richard Donner. Uh, he was famous for The Omen before he did Superman okay. the movie. You know, I think, I don't know, I think, yeah, you never write off you never write off someone who looks like they might not be right for the job because they might just nail it. Um, Ooh, right. So, and I don't know if for some reason, again, the guy who did Shazam was a horror director as well. So, oh, really? okay. yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big horror fan, so I, I guess I noticed these more than didn't, other um, people. But, didn't yeah. James Wan from for Aquaman, didn't he do horror as well? Yeah, yeah, he did. So, I haven't seen Aquaman. Though. Well, I haven't either. Yeah. Anyway, just throwing that in there. I know women love that movie. I think that's where the, the Billion Dolls came from. <laughs> um, my, my auntie calls him a himbo. <laughs> well, a- a- aptly named, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, weird. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, God, waiting at the bus stop with you. Did you get a variant or did you just get, like, the normal cover? I think I, I tend to, to go for normal covers, especially at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I did, like... Uh, like the Jim Lee covers are solid on this thing too. They're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Okay, go on. Give it. Uh, is the yell? Is that comic store still around? Give it a shout out if you. Yeah, I think it is. I, it was. Uh, I, I think it's pronounced Ides in Pittsburgh. It's spelled mm-hmm. like E I D E S. Okay. Cool. Maybe Eddie's. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Nice. But yeah. Great. Great shop. Huge. It's got. It's like one of those shops with like you go in the basement and it's just like. Rows and rows ah, of comics. That's it's, what you want. It's the best sh- best yeah, shop yeah. I've ever been in. Yeah, you want to be able to, you know, spend a lot of time just, you know, yeah. browsing, try to find. Yeah, stuff. I could yeah. spend. Yeah, hours in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that, that was just, it. Was a huge time for Superman between the movie coming out and mm-hmm. the seventy fifth, and like the, this prestige sort of series they did. Uh, it was a good time to be a Superman fan. In fact, like I think all my. All my new Superman release effort was, like, I was really hyped for Man of Steel, uh, the movie. Mm-hmm. So that's where all my focus was. I think Unchained was kind of, like, not on my radar because that was, like, a much bigger thing right. for me at the time. Uh, Connor, how was the online kind of vibe back then? Do you remember? I mean, like... Before Man of Steel came out? Yeah, in, in anticipation for Man of Steel and this 75th. It was good. Yeah, people so were fans. Really I'll say it is. Yeah. It's still has like the best trailer of all time. Yeah. So people people were excited. Like Yeah. I I, I don't I don't even hate Man of Steel, but I do think the trailer is still better than the movie. Oh wow. Mm. It is it was a good trailer, I must say. He's really good at putting together trailers. Yeah. Um and like I guess that kind of says something in my favorite scene from Batman v Superman, which is a movie I like, I wanna say is the montage of uh, the sort of must there be a Superman thing. Mm. Because again, that's just, that's kind of like a music video, um, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I, uh, I was online was very excited for Man of Steel. And I remember, I remember when it broke on Rotten Tomatoes and the reviews were great. They were like over 90% and stuff. And then mm-hmm. it started going down. But it always and does, though, doesn't it? In a couple of hours. Oh, okay. Yeah, but in a couple of hours, it was like at 50% or oh, whatever. What? Whoa. Oh, and, wow. <laughs> and then Rotten Tomatoes even released a tweet saying, did Lex Luthor hack him? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I was I was a bit concerned. Yeah. But then I went to see it, and from the opening, my jaw was just kind of dropped the whole time. And I went with a bunch of mates, and we all loved the movie. 
real super positive about it. Yeah. Online obviously wasn't. Yeah. But uh, I had a very positive experience and I was kind of surprised when I looked and there was I was never watching I was never watching the movie and saying, Oh, that's gonna cause a stir. Like it just didn't enter my head. It all mm. felt natural to mm. me. Yeah. So when I went online and everyone was complaining about all of these things, not just the killing thing, but so much stuff. I was kind of like, whoa, yeah. I'm taking it back. Um, well, but, there's you know, always I, something people can find about something. That, that's a, yeah, that's what I yeah. I don't like about online kind of, yeah. And we, we could talk about, like, the critical reception to Man of Steel for ages and, like, why it was received like that, mm-hmm. the whole Richard Donner thing, you know, because it wasn't like that. But, like, I just want to say, I since the 75th, that was a big deal mm-hmm. for me that year, and I... I loved it. I went positive experience. So it was a good Superman year for me, you know, just minus having to put up with like the online arguments and stuff. Mm. Uh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, we've aligned it with our 75th episode as well. So, yes. Uh, I, you know, I think that's a nice touch, Connor, as you say. Look, and, and don't shortchange yourself. You know, so we made 75 episodes, uh, fortnightly <laughs> episodes. So we've been around for a bit. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And Adam's on because he mentioned he loved Unchained and mm. signed on. Uh, no, any excuse to get yeah, Adam on. Like why he was here. Oh. <laughs> it's like is Adam a regular now? What's going it's on? Like, uh, why isn't Adam on uh, when he's not on? You know, I'm, ju- yeah, I'm, I'm just a fan. I'm just here to <laughs> listen to you guys and be like, oh, 75, huh? That's a good achievement. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Oh, oh, I really, I think um, it's awesome that you're on. Thanks very much. Yeah. And I, I can't wait to hear um, your input on. Uh, this this mini because I've never really talked about Unchained with anyone before, mm. uh, except like you know I've recommended it and they've been like oh yeah it was really good you know that's about that's about all I've sort of talked about it so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to talk about it with you because uh, you said you're a big fan of this so um, but before that uh, this is something I always want to talk about with people and I always send to people and they never watch it um, <laughs> <laughs> is the the two minute Superman animated short that Zack Snyder and Bruce Tim put together for his mm-hmm. 75th. Uh, now, did you guys watch this? Yes, I did. You know I did, Connor. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> uh, the 12th uh, hour, at the, at the nth hour, I did. Yeah, uh, and you, you would be familiar with this as well, Adam, I gather. Yeah, I've I've watched it uh, quite a few times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but to be honest, most recently, I watched it yesterday, and I got a minute through, and then I had to go. <laughs> oh, so you're still in the pre-crisis era, I assume. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I think it, the last time I, I, the last thing I saw was like he punches Bizarro. Yeah, and then yeah. I was like, oh, gotta run. So, so the whole short is, uh, I, I love it. Like it's basically. Just a two-minute celebration of his 75-year evolution. We start off in the Golden Age. It goes through his different ages, phases. There's, like, um, a reference to, like, Crystal Reeve and Smallville, the TV show. Uh, George Reeve's Adventure of Superman. So they reference, like, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, even, like, the terrible Superman NES game or arcade <laughs> game. Or yeah, um, yeah. So it's really fun. And, uh, like, it, it kind of has, like, two halves because it goes, like, pre-crisis and it has, like, the... You know, Chris, uh, the John Williams score playing, then it has like the Zimmer score playing mm. for post crisis, and it starts with Superman getting beaten to death, and it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, but, I, uh, I, I love the um, the the changes in the score and stuff. It really does. It's, yeah. it's very evocative. Um, 
yeah, and and to go throughout the ages, it, it's a really just a really good encapsulation of the seventy five years in mm. two minutes. Um, but uh, for me, much of it was well, not much of it, but a lot of it was was um, because of the score, the music. Uh, I recognised a lot yep. of it. Um, I was very grateful they used the Last Sons of Krypton our podcasts theme yes. as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we got in there. <laughs> yeah, so uh, and it's just cool because you just see. It's just how different the character is in various, you know. Um, I won't go through everything because it has everything, you know. It has mm. space adventures, as like the super family. But my favorite thing is probably like the Andy Warhol thing where he's looking at a picture of himself as oh. Clark Kent. Yeah. Blowing mm. out a, a building fire. I thought that was very funny. Uh, you know, because the 70s was like the real sort of counterculture era for like, Superman probably coming off like the heels of Marvel. DC was starting to do that counterculture thing, and mm. um, you know, got Superman versus Muhammad Ali as well. So that, that stood out to me. Um, I don't know, it's all really good, and I mean, if anyone wants to watch it, uh, there's a link for the discussion thread. Uh, it's on YouTube, and I'll put another link when we upload the episode as well. But it's just a short, early love, and I, I've watched it numerous times. Yeah. Oh, it's certainly. And, uh, I will, yeah, yeah. Sorry. There you go. Oh no, I was about to ask Adam actually. Um, yeah, your thoughts. I, I know you've you only watched one minute the last time you've seen it, but you've seen it many <laughs> times. So yeah, yeah. Did you enjoy it as well? I, I'm kind of uh, upset that you took my talking point. I just wanted uh, to talk about the music. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> okay. It just kind of can blend all together. So yeah. Nice just make cool like was that? the best possible yeah. Superman song. It just yeah. it, it all worked yeah. like really well in that sense. But I mean, not yeah. not only that, it was I mean the visuals and did did you have a favorite bit, Adam? Like so, Connor's got Connor's got the seventies thing going. Uh, I really like when they're like still in the golden age, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was I think the cover for uh, Superman number four that they like re- like because part of it was like they recreated. For his early stuff, like gold through silver, they recreate like covers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In motion, sort of. Yeah. No, no, it's not Superman number four. It's like the one where he's like knocking someone through a wall. Yeah. And it was just, it was like references that, like, oh, I get how much of a recreation that is now that I kind of know more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was kind of like neat to see. Like very good visuals. Like. Yeah. It, it's like say what you will about like Zack Snyder, like he might, like personally, he might, he, I kind of think he is like kind of a sloppy storyteller. Yeah, but mm-hmm. like he has a a great eye for visuals. Yeah, yes, hundred percent agree. Yeah, he's he, he can he can create eye candy. It's it's yeah. really nice to look at. There's, I mean, there's a lot of parts of like Man of Steel that I kind of um love, which is visual storytelling, like the broken moon on Krypton. Mm-hmm. I think it's an awesome nod to uh, Jack Sewer, I'm pretty sure. He broke the moon. Yes. Uh, that, that's like such a great thing. I must said, said Wegged Thor, but I think that is the moon. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so like the animated short, and Bruce Timm as well, there was even actually a part with the Superman animated series as mm-hmm. well. Is, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, actually, I will say, prevailing to our previous episode, that is indeed getting a Blu-ray release. It's official. Oh, so, nice. Cool. Um, okay. Anyone wants to pick that up i don't know if i will i might yeah. uh, i mean i already have it on dvd yeah i mean how much different really but is it going to be on yeah Blu-ray. i guess it, i'd probably pick it up if i wanted to support the character and if i want mm-hmm. less discs to mess around with <laughs> <laughs> but um 
Yeah, so it's a great little short. There heaps of effort and love put into it, obviously. Mm-hmm. And there was actually there was a making of thing that was like about five to ten minutes, but I just couldn't find it. Oh. Might have been taken down, okay. which is a shame because uh, it's just Zach and Bruce talking about it. But uh, yeah, I will say as we talked about off air, this for Superman's 80th, this got re-released <laughs> and they just slapped 80 on the end instead of a 75. So yeah. <laughs> that's so <laughs> like, funny. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what? <laughs> I yeah. mean, they didn't have to make another short or anything, but just to like upload this again and put 80 at the end. Yeah, that's a like, little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's like not. It's not yeah. like anyone won't notice, you know, if you're a Superman fan. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well. Um, did you yeah. know? Um, I might be putting both of you then on the spot here, uh, but do you know if like so you gave the link to YouTube, Connor, right? But was this tagged on to any DVD Blu-ray release um, that we know of? Was it part of that kind of marketing as well? I don't think so. Oh, really? So it was. How was it? I mean, it wasn't uploaded directly to YouTube. Where I think did it was. really? Oh, okay. On YouTube and like maybe DC site or something. I'm pretty sure it was just uh, okay. YouTube. Oh, I don't okay. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. I don't no. remember any different. I think it was. It was just. Yeah. Um. Sure. No. I think Adam just uh, had to step away there quickly. But yeah. Um, okay. No. Because like we mentioned, I think there was a fair bit of effort that went into it. A great deal of thought. Um, yeah. Just came came together really well. I mean, there's a hell of a lot of editing involved in that, and it seems a shame that it's not kind of uh, encapsulated somewhere. You know, as part of a collection or something. Oh, At know. least it's on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and, um, yeah, I mean, 75, huge year for Superman. This, mm-hmm. the short, and, like, the movie. Uh, really cool stuff. You had, I'm pretty sure on DC Comics, you had, like, little 75th logo with the Jim Lee Superman above it. Mm-hmm. Come here if it was on every DC thing, but uh, you saw it a lot. So yeah. it was a good time for Superman, and we haven't had any time as big since was makes sense because it's you know it was the 75th and there was a movie coming out so true how did this compare with the um because i was well aware by this stage of the advertising for bendis is coming uh, <laughs> was, was uh was that as big or not as big as the the, the push for this 75th year i know that like people like bendis's run that's fine i don't hate it i don't think it's the worst thing ever uh, but, like, just the advertising was pretty funny, how obvious yeah. they made, like, Bendis is coming. Oh, it was huge. For me, I thought it was huge. Like, for uh, a, you see, for a writer, it was really, yeah, on the nose. I mean, Action 1000 it was, a was big, big. Yeah. 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 It felt like a, a big deal to me, especially with, mm. like, Action Comics coming. But also because it was, like, I think I was, like, ready for a, a change-up at that time. Yeah. And yeah. uh, I had no opinions of Bendis at that point. I sense I, I love his run, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at, at the time, it was like, we're going to do something big. And this, this is like a huge landmark coming up. Yeah. It was nice to see Superman get some press and love, you know? Yeah. Which, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Just from memory, I think uh, the suit, so did you like, I think it was probably right, um, Superman title from Bendis, I think I much preferred than the action comics one. The, the action comics did start well. Um, but I just yeah, I thought... Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I just really liked the start yeah. of action comics, but then I probably ended up preferring Superman overall. Uh, I wasn't yeah. huge on it. 
like I, I just thought because as Ray and I have said, we've read lots of Bendis, so have, mm. we kind of noticed his writing style, and it was just weird to see certain characters talking certain ways. <laughs> yeah, but um, mm. you I, know, I, I, I'll definitely reread it again. I think Bendis, I, I'd give it another go. Um, I have, I have all the issues. Mm. And I, I was like, I kind of want to sell them, but everyone's going to be trying to sell them, so I'm not going. <laughs> I've got some really nice variants in that. I've read worse, you know. I'll do, I'll I, think I, it's I, I get why people like it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it's, again, I don't, I don't hate it. Like there was yeah. parts that I really liked, so mm-hmm. you know. I think he agrees with me. Yeah, I think that was a yeah, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I do I, I agree. I I remember a thing like action started really strong, and yeah. then it kind of kind of dipped. Uh, and then by the time it was Ramita Junior, I was kind of like, ah, oh, this isn't. It, it's the weak point of the run, which is a yeah. shame to end on the weak point. Yeah, the Ramita Junior. And, but then yeah. Superman, I remember from like Superman fifteen forward. It's it's my favorite the book's been in years, honestly. Nice. nice. Yeah. I mean, that's a big call, I guess, considering right before that was uh, Rebirth. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm well, infamously uh, big on. But. Yeah. I think a lot of people... For me, Rebirth was like it... I don't know. I think I think they were they were kind of like treading water by the end. Oh, okay. Mm. Interesting. I, I haven't read yeah. it the whole way through. Uh I mean, I'll say I didn't mind Tomasi's stuff. It's just not my cup of tea. Uh, Jergen's stuff is awful, I think. You know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. How did you like... say that, Connor? Jeez, he's a legend. <laughs> Connor! I can't believe it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's all it's all good stuff. I, I have actually, I haven't caught up on current Superman yet. Uh, I, I tried to catch up mm. on Batman Superman, but it's like it's been a month since I read the last book. I don't know what's going on. I'm yeah. going to wait till the run's finished and I'll catch up oh. then. Mm. Action's uh, so good right now. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So I have a few actions sitting around, but just just while we're doing Unchained, I don't want to be reading too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. yeah. We, don't, we don't have to. I am going to read Red and Blue 6, though, when I feel like it, because I haven't... I, I've been saving it, but whenever I read a red and blue issue, I just have a good time. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, and I don't feel any rush to read it. Um, oh, and with Superman the Authority, I'm waiting till it finishes so I can read it uh, as a big thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're gonna love it. Yeah, I've heard I've heard great things about it, so yeah. I'm quite excited. You know, we got the G Man, not the government, right. man back <laughs> on there. So yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Do you guys have anything to add on, like you know, Superman seventy fifth, uh, or do you want to do want to break into Unchained or break out of I don't know, Chains? <laughs> uh, anything? Anything Let's... on yours, Adam? On your no, end? No, I think I think we covered a good amount of it. Okay, I, I just want to add a little a little shout out to the, that nineties era in that seventy uh, fifth thing. I enjoyed seeing that the breakout there, the Superman in the black costume and then uh, yeah. Doomsday and then the reign of the Superman. And the four Superman. Yeah, I, I kind of dug that. Only, it was only... a cool transition. Yeah, yeah. Because you go from pre-crisis, then it just goes extreme and you have, <laughs> yeah. like, Superman being beat to death, coming back with a mullet and screaming. Really like it was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all, like, I, I don't dislike a single part of that. Um, mm, although we good. actually, we get feedback, which I might read out now. Okay, yeah. Because he was talking about the short. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, from uh, Jonathan I. Ezor. Sorry if I mispronounced your name, buddy. Uh, I love that short, but the purest to me 
was and remains irritated that in the image you've shared, they covered Kara's skirt red when it was absolutely blue in that era. So, yeah, he's talking about the shot of Superman flying with Super Monkey, uh, comma. Yeah, uh, like the the Silver Age family. Yes. Uh, Yeah, yeah, he's he's right. He's right. (laughs) Nerds care about small details. (laughs) Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, it's it's funny because uh, everything else is right as far as I know, but I... And he's right about this, but I didn't notice initially. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, good good spot. You'll be glad to know they fired the colorist shortly after it was released. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they killed him. They, they just don't him. tell you about it. But exactly. Got, yeah, executed for that. Um. <laughs> All right. So do we want to fly off to? Hmm. Do we feel like Nagasaki, Metropolis, Tokyo, Ooh. Utah? Where do we want to go today? Oh, I would be partial to Utah. Always really? <laughs> like, out of all those places, you would choose Utah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? Um, why, why don't we let our guest pick? Yeah, yeah. I, I was actually just vamping because I noticed uh, Adam uh, muted it. Um, just oh, then. right. Yeah. Wasn't, uh, I think Utah was in the comic. <laughs> yeah, that, that's where the... <laughs> that sounds nice. Yeah. All right, all right like, let's go to Utah, I guess. <laughs> right, okay, I got my blue skirt on. Here we go. No Tokyo or Nagasaki trip for me. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, so... Oh. We actually forgot to divvy up the prologue, the synopsis. Uh, Ray, I can take the first two. You can take the yeah, sure. second two? Yep. Okay, cool. All right, uh, let's go to Utah. Yeah, salt plains. Up, up, up and, and away. on the grave of his parents to rid the city of the evil that took their lives. By day, he is Bruce Wayne, billionaire philanthropist. At night, criminals with cowardly and superstitious laws call him the Batman. Are you a fan of the Batman and all things Gotham? Well, please join me and my co-host, Little Hellfire, every week on the Capes and Lunatic Sidekick Podcast, where we are the night, the Batman Podcast. The prologue of the first issue takes place during the atomic bombing of Nagasaki. The Fat Man bomb is revealed to have been a superhuman employed by the US military. In the present day, Superman stops seven satellites from colliding into the Earth, letting an eighth object hit an abandoned military base. Superman initially suspects that Lex Luthor is behind this incident as the attack is similar to a scheme that Luthor had devised a while back. Luther disavows all knowledge of the attack as years ago someone had stolen his research. He asked Superman if he had considered the cyber-terrorist group Ascension. 
When Clark Kent writes up an article about the event, Lois Lane tells him that all eight satellites were successfully stopped. Superman investigates the impact site of the eighth satellite and notices that a superhuman has redirected it. Uh, after a submarine fires two so- torpedoes at Superman, General Lane is revealed to be working on a secret military installation, housing a superhuman who has been in the employ of the United States for nearly 75 years. <laughs> Superman is in Dubai, United Arab Emirates, to combat a rogue construction machine that has been tampered with by Ascension. To stop the hmm, Burj Khalifa from falling, Superman creates a whirlwind of water and freezes it beneath the skyscraper before it can collapse. Superman then goes to the Batcave, where Bruce Wayne is testing a new suit that can manipulate the environment. <laughs> Thanks, Ray. To render him undetectable by Kal-El. After studying a piece of the 8th satellite, Batman has determined that another being with slightly more power than Superman was responsible for stopping its impact. On top of that, Ascension concerns Bruce because they can access and control almost any technology and turn it into a weapon, like the construction robot from earlier. Clark calls Lois and inquires about her father's whereabouts. She mentions that General Lane, Lane's mail has been coming from Utah. While Superman was en route to Utah, Lois's plane was taken over by Ascension and crashes into the ocean. At the moor, a high-security prison off the coast of Metropolis, Lex Luthor constructs a suit of powered armor out of various pieces of model city and escapes. Once in Utah, Superman confronts General Lane, who has been anticipating his arrival, figuring that his daughter would eventually help Superman. General Lane has his men unveil the weapons that they had been developing to fight Superman. One gun can fire lasers that use black hole technology. Superman demands to know more about the superhuman who is called Wraith, William Rudolph's ace in the hole. General Lane's men open fire on him as Wraith bursts from the ground, stating that he's been waiting a long time to deal with Superman. Superman uses his powers to destroy General Lane's weapons, but is stopped by Wraith, who kicks him so hard that he is sent flying and lands in Colorado. When Superman stands up, Wraith lands in front of Superman, telling him he was following the General's orders, but wants to take Superman back to his home. General Lane and Wraith show Superman the machine, a research facility dedicated to understanding and implementing the equation technology Wraith had brought them in the years since his arrival on Earth. Superman learns that Wraith has been working for America for all these years, eradicating anything the government considered a threat. Lane also criticises Superman, calling him a coward. Lane argues that while Superman may, have, uh, may save people, such as the astronauts on the space station, he is a mass murderer for not getting involved in political situations. For instance, not toppling dictators and warlords in various countries around the world. You're deciding to let people live in misery, die suffering. You're killing them painfully because you're afraid to do the tough things you know you should do before lane could continue superman and wraith fly to tokyo to stop an ascension attack wraith is excited to finally work alongside superman while a mysterious person using a crystal recovers lois's plane superman and wraith arrive at the attack but not before wraith tells superman that as soon as he will uh, that soon he will have to kill him <coughs> lex luther captures Jimmy Olsen telling him that since he's Superman's friend, why not be his? Luther tells the kidnapped Jimmy Olsen that he knows how Superman will die. Superman and Wraith continue fighting the Ascension robots. Superman is hit during the fight and starts to bleed. Wraith tells him that the robots were designed by the Russians for one purpose, to kill Superman. Lois helps the man with the crystal to safety, after which he gives her the gem and tells her Superman won't be alive for much longer. 
Wraith and Superman encounter an Ascension video explaining to Superman that he will die in the same place where the Great Lie began. Superman and Wraith continue to fight as they come up with a plan to stop the robots. After the fight, Superman asks Wraith why he's going to have to kill him. Wraith tells him that eventually he will do something that will cross the line and the US government will need him removed. Perry White calls Clark saying that Jimmy is missing and that Lois's plane has crashed. Lois and the mystery man run away from Ascension guards, but as a man dies saving Lois from a car crash, he gives her the crystal, though she was captured immediately afterward by Ascension. Lex tells Jimmy that Jimmy Olsen himself will cause a Superman's death. Lois wakes up in a room where an Ascension hologram tells Lois that they have the same father, General Lane. <gasps> My gosh. All right, well, Ray, good luck choosing music for that synopsis. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I have to select a symphony, I think. <laughs> that's a, that's yeah. a long one. <laughs> I have time for the ring cycle. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, this is good stuff, guys. I liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially, like, because I'm not bagging on issues three and four, but that's when you're kind of getting into, like, the middle of the story. But issues mm-hmm. one and two were, like, huge open. Mm that were like blew me away um yeah so you guys uh, the the first thing i wanted to bring up because this is kind of like an interesting thing is so you both read it in like the trade yes well i, yeah. I, I, I did yeah. so there, there's an issue one a there's like a fun little gimmick where the the pages where he's crashing into the satellite mm-hmm. they fold out four ways to make like a poster size Flash page. Wow, That's... which I so it's one of the things I'm like I'm very glad I have like the floppies for because yeah. from my understanding it, it just it doesn't look that great in the trade. Well, it's turned on its side in the in the trade, and incidentally, yeah, you have to turn it upside down. Yeah, well, on its side, yeah. as Ray said. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, and incidentally, can I just say as well to all the listeners out there, my fabulous co-host Connor uh, just he sent me a uh, a hardcover of of Unchained, so. Forever grateful, Connor. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. A brilliant way to read it. Um, but yeah, mm. yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, certainly, yeah. You've got to read it on uh, on its side for those things. But to hear that's got a four way like fold out. That's yeah. awesome. Jeez. Yeah, it's yeah, a fun that, that's thing. Really cool. And the page is like amazing. Like it's it's so detailed, and you really get yeah. like the sense of like Superman stopping something humongous. Mm. Oh. Yeah, it's. The whole satellite sequence is stunning. Like, uh, and again with the the sequence, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a bit, the the skyscraper. Mm-hmm. But just like this is, I'm not like a you know X Men Jim Lee guy. I didn't really mm-hmm. read that stuff. But for me, this is like my favorite Jim Lee art okay. that I've seen, especially yeah. when it comes to like DC. I think for uh-huh. some reason, I think this is heads and shoulders above his other Superman art because I think his art style goes a lot better with this costume mm-hmm. than the traditional Superman costume. It just never looks as good to me. Um, yeah. But, like, his, his art is stunning in this. And yes. I, I love the tray, but uh, sometimes double-page spreads, you have to stretch it a bit to get the, you know... Yeah, the gutter, uh, the gutter thing kind of... Yeah, potentially it's not ruins. as bad as, like, yeah. crust on Infinite Earths, where it, like, butchers the page. Yeah, mm. they seem to not have gotten... Uh, solution to how to like solve that little crease mm. 
mm. when, when it comes to splash pages and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But, but yeah, that, I, sorry. I did want to ask, like, what do you guys think of Jim Lee Superman in general? Because I, I, I wanted to ask because I, I know, like, a lot of, you know, mutuals who I respect, they kind of go, like, I don't think Jim Lee is for Superman. He's kind of, you know, they'll, they'll prefer, like, a, a Doc Shainer or someone, like, softer on Superman. And he's think, a little bit more, yeah. yeah. I don't think that would, I don't think soft would work for this, for these sequences. Like, I think mm-hmm. Jim Lee's perfect for these sequences. Superman is full-on, you know, hero pose, heroic, saving these people on these massive feats of strength. Mm. Um, and I think, like, this story, I feel like Jim Lee nails Superman. Yeah. Um, I think with Superman artists, it really depends on what type of story you're doing. Like, uh, yeah. we talked about when we were doing All-Star, we, I think we used Jim Lee as an example of someone who probably wouldn't be a fit for All-Star. Mm. Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like I think Frank Quietly wouldn't be a fit for this story. Yeah. Well, I think it would be pretty good. But, um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it'd feel different. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's what the, the, um, the great thing about different artists, they do kind of bring their own style and, and vibe to it. Um, I think it's, it's interesting that you raise that, Adam, because uh, I think Jim Lee's art for Superman is, is, is good. I mean, he does a great Superman. I think the, the difference here, because I've seen, look, you know, I follow, follow Jim Lee and Scott Williams during the, the X-Men phase and all that, and I know they're a super team. Um, I think there is a really different... Uh, take on the inking here from Scott Williams. Um, he he mm. generally, well, back in the, I'm talking about back in the '90s, he had a, a lot finer touch with uh, with the inks and the, the cross hatching and stuff. Um, it's a little um, I don't know, a little bit more simplified here compared to to what he'd done before. So uh, whether or not you know your um, your colleagues who don't really like Jim Lee's look of Superman. It may well be the inks, not Jim Lee's. I don't know. I'm just I'm speaking for them, but yeah. it may, but maybe the, the inks themselves rather than Jim Lee's actual pencils. Because um, if you look at his, uh, I don't know if well in this edition at least that Connor gave me, uh, it's got the pencils of of each of the covers as well, so uninked, uh, and you can see the the level of detail that Jim Lee actually mm. puts in it. Um, so it, mm. it it really does change, and it depends on that relationship you have with the inker on how your artwork some, comes across. Um, so yeah, it, it, it creates a different vibe. I mean, I can imagine this in the nineties with Scott Williams doing what he was doing back then, and you would actually get a, a slightly softer um, look for for Superman and all the characters and and the artwork. But yeah, interesting point. That you raise, not mine. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, sorry. no. I, I think you're you're right on with mentioning all these anchors. I'm still kind of learning about that. Mm. Yeah, we, we should mention uh, Scott Snyder wrote it. Jim Lee was the art, but Scott Williams was the anchor, and Dustin uh, Nugent did the backup. Yeah, or the epilogues, I should say. Uh, artwork. Is there a uh, is there a different is there a colorist? Uh, uh, you know. <laughs> There is yep. Alex, oh, Sin- I, I mean, Alex Sinclair and John Callis. Oh, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he they nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the colors. I mean, they're, they're, for a nine-issue series so far, there hasn't been any panel that's looked off to me. Mm. Yeah, and I I can't 
and I, it, everyone who listened to our 14 hours of All-Star Superman knows how much I love that book. Uh, <laughs> but I can't say that for All-Star Superman or any uh, like most other big long form series. Like there's always something that looks a bit wonky to me, but I don't know. Like this is, um, it's everyone doing their best work. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, I mean, I'm just thinking about, yeah, it's great. It's just the, uh, you guys go. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and again, not, taking nothing away from the art as well, because I, I do love the art in this, and uh, you know, I love Jim Lee's stuff as well. Um, again, seeing a lot of Jim Lee's earlier stuff, and I can't confess, yeah. you know, I can't profess to say I know a lot of his DC stuff, but mm. uh, he does kind of fall into a habit of uh, using the same um, poses uh, for characters. Okay. Um, like I could cite. Numerous, um, say, for instance, Wolverine, Captain America, Black Widow, um, they, they all use the same pose. And, and I see some of the poses he uses here uh, that he used for Magneto. Um, Interesting. Well. So, yeah, so uh, in that sense, I mean, he's a fan- don't get me wrong, he's a fantastic artist, but I do notice with Jim Lee's stuff, more than any other artist, um, repetition of particular poses. So, Do you have, uh, I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm just, I'm just curious, do you have like any... A page you're thinking of when, with the Magneto pose? Um, I'm thinking it, it's that double. It, it's the one after that satellite one where there's that big spread of him um, tearing up the satellite. Uh, there's something. Yeah. Something in my mind is is um, yeah. I've recalled that kind of pose before. I mean, of course. I mean, they're poses. It's not like you've never seen them before. But yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's just with Jim Lee. I, I notice it a bit more. Um, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I'd say I loved uh, just. I mean, we talked about the satellite, but I, I love the opening in Nagasaki as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sort of this sort of chilling thing as like a person comes out of the nuke. Yeah, how weird is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, and and re- reading this for the first time, I guess I guess we've got to keep in mind not to spoil for Ray, but you're kind of wondering like the hell's going on that guy's eyes are glowing red and he's blue mm. <laughs> yeah you know and he's blowing up nagasaki the, the the 75 years thing at the end you're like you're really like is this like one of my theories when i first read this first issue i'm like wait a minute is this like a an alternate superman an alternate reality mm. superman um mm. you know so uh yeah it's cool i do um, find it a, a little weird sometimes when they take like real world events and be especially like real Uh, real world tragedies and be like it was actually freaking superheroes that did this uh, yeah you know yeah like that that's a very especially when like the the whole story is not really about it but it is a little i mean i guess it's like as enough time passed you know yeah because like you you couldn't you obviously you couldn't do that with like 9-11 right now no for sure but but I guess with like something as far back as World War Two, you can be like that nuke was actually, yeah, a alien, you know. Yeah, and uh, this I, I agree. I I feel like that can be overused. This is one of the few times where it worked for me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I, I can't say why exactly it worked for me. It just did. I think I don't know. I just uh, something about Nagasaki to me is sort of. Just the imagery, the way they use the bomb and stuff, I thought was good. So I think that's kind yeah. of why it works to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember yeah. too. There, there's like a little bit where the kid's looking up with binoculars and he's like, "What is it? A bird?" 
He's like, no, not yeah. a bird. Ah, yeah. uh, just a plane then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, um, and I didn't notice before, but those are, I'm assuming those are the binoculars that Perry has. Yes. At the mm. end, which is a nice, yes. nice little touch. Um, so, Ray, coming into this, were you, uh, since this is New 52 Superman, were you confused by any status quo stuff, or did it just feel normal uh, to you? Yeah, no, I, no, I, to be honest, I wasn't too confused at all. Um, if anything, I can't even remember if there's anything that I need to have questioned in my mind as I read this. Um, yeah. No, no, I mean, like, we, we got uh, some Jimmy in there, um, Perry White, I think, uh, yeah, and Lois. Uh, General Lane, I mean, I just know basically from the Superman and Lois and uh, some other comics before that, you know, there's always a bit of a weird relationship between him and Superman. Uh, he just seemed yeah. to be a little bit more antagonistic in this, this one. Um, oh but, yeah. He, he's, yeah, he's a jerk in this. So. Yeah. But no, <laughs> he's, he's, he's a, a better guy in the TV show than he is in the comics. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So he's really, well, I mean, for one, he's like kind of the good guy in the TV show. Which yeah. Is, right. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, wish I liked that change. I didn't need that again. I mean, a, a, a common, yeah, it's, what, it's fine. A very common comparison is he's like the general Ross. Okay. The uh, Superman. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll say that the biggest change that you could have noticed, but it's it I think it's a testament to how well they they kind of uh saw forward and and was like this has to be timeless. It is set in continuity, but let's make it feel like it could take place anywhere. Mm-hmm. Because the biggest thing was that Lois and Clark were not together at this point. Yeah. But yeah. you kind of, you, you wouldn't know it from the writing. I mean, they, there's no romantic moments between them, but they're they're not acting like, uh, I don't know, in any particular way with each other. I feel other. like they're just yeah. acting like uh, friends. Yeah. 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 I got that uh, vibe. Yeah. But their, their relationship isn't, like, talked about. Like, if it... No. I have the, uh, the feeling of, like, if this was a book that was, like, a mainline book... In continuity, there would have been some lines that are like, and by the way, our relationship status is this right now. This is how I feel. I just, you I know? like, yeah, I like how they didn't bother with that stuff. Like, right. it kind of, it didn't try, it didn't try to ignore the New 52 or anything. Like, it just, it embraced all aspects right. of it, but it didn't, it didn't waste time explaining anything. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes. here are our characters, let's move forward. Because there was, there's not really anything to explain. Like, the, the most, I think, the only thing that would be confusing, even then it's a minor point, is that Clark's not working for the Daily Planet. Yeah. Like, he obviously left at some point, and it doesn't really go into that, but... Yeah, that you, know, you don't really need to. I think it's pretty no. obvious you can surmise Wasn't that. there a... a um, wasn't he working there in, like, the first or second issue? Where's the... the no, he's the off. thing where Jimmy, like, brings bagels, and he's like, I oh. brought you a corn bagel. There is. That's that, that. That, they live together. That's at Clark's... That's their apartment. Oh, Actually, no, they don't okay. live together, but um, Clark, Clark's at his apartment when he brings in the bag. Yeah. It just... So, I, yeah, I didn't even notice that, like, he wasn't working at the Daily Planet. Yeah, it's because he set up, like, a little cubicle for himself there in mm. his own apartment, I think, which is oh. kind of weird when you think about it. It's like he's trying to make it more like a workspace, but... Um, okay. Yeah. But yeah. I, I remember that because that... When he says corn bagel, that has been stuck in my brain <laughs> since this comic come out. Like, it's like every once in a while, my brain would just like corn bagel sounds so good. Yeah. 
So, you know, first issue, lots of spectacular imagery. The, the, the highlights, really, the satellite saving. Um, there's lots of good Clark stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, my 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 favorite version of the Superman and Jimmy friendship is New 52. Um, mm. I, love, I love how it's Clark and Jimmy that are best friends, and I love how Jimmy is just totally okay with Clark being Superman and thinks it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's like a... Everyone else is kind of jaded except for Lois, but like, you know, uh, I felt like the, the way they did the Bendis truth reveal, I thought everyone was too okay with it. Like the people he knew, uh, I yeah, mean. Yeah. But I thought they, they, they did it right with Jimmy. Um, and uh, yeah, it also, uh, you know, Lex Lex is reading the Iliad in this, which mm-hmm. is. Yeah, it's a nice little. My, yeah, sorry. This is, I will point out the Iliad is my favorite work of literature of all mm-hmm. time. Um, so I will be paying attention, Mr. Snyder. Uh, <laughs> it was a nice intro to, to Lex, I thought, as well. I, I love yes. that amongst the chaos, he's upside down, he's still reading, everyone's kind of bumbling it around him. It was, it was pretty funny. Yeah, it's yeah. like there's, there's like panic on this helicopter yeah. that they're trying to take over. Before um, he prison and Lex is just making a model city out of the pages. Pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. This is actually like the moment where he's when when everything turns upside down and, and uh and Superman goes like, What are you up to? And and Lex just goes like Saving the city. You? And he's all like calm and like kind mm. of that that little smirk. That moment is, is when I when I read it and I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Like this dynamic yeah. is, is nailed. He knows these characters. Yeah. 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 I love the conversations that Superman and Lex have, you know, they're, they're kind of quite famous, aren't they? Um, so this was like no less, um, I think impressive of just kind of encapsulates their relationship and Lex's, I don't know, coolness in that sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like how he's pretty just calm throughout. Yeah. Smug. Smug, that's it. Yeah. There's like, there's so many in this, we're not going to go through everything because it just take too long. No. We need to do four issues, but there's so many great moments in, in this issue, like seeing the city on Jimmy's camera lens, like that little detail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's just an example mm-hmm. of how great the artwork is throughout all of it. And um, it, the Daily Planet, like, it's just like interesting how futuristic it looks compared to now. Yeah, it's still got a very like, classic quality that. as well. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I know what I'm you mean. Just, yeah, yeah that, that that panel where Lois is going through all those articles, but they're all like blue oh, holograms. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think we've seen that since. Yeah. Mm. So it's like a little weird thing. Is like, why do you, why do you seem so like, like you have an unlimited budget here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I, I love how Metropolis is drawn as well. Uh, I remember Jim Lee did Superman for Tomorrow as well, which which mm-hmm. had great art, uh, not so great writing in my opinion, mm-hmm. but um, he did Metropolis really well in that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and there is a line about uh, where Clark tells Jimmy that Bruce Wayne pads his jacket. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Was amusing, yeah. pretty funny. Um, and, you know, the, the underwater stuff, well, the way he draws Superman underwater oh, as well. Oh, yeah, I love um, love, love seeing Superman underwater. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And literally every time I see uh, a panel where Superman is underwater, it works every time. It's I don't just, know what it is. It's just so weird. Especially it? when, yeah. Yeah. 
Where he's like walking on the on the bottom of the ocean. It, it rocks every time. It does. It's it's kind of like. Well, I mean, we know that he goes into outer space and stuff, which is just as, if not more, impressive. And he and it doesn't phase him. Yeah, but yeah. the fact that he goes underwater and he's not phased by you know being underwater is just yeah. really really cool. Um, and he's, uh, yeah. I thought that stuff was done pretty well in year one as well. Yes, I think issue two was really the best yeah. issue. Yeah, the few, yeah, the few I, panels I JR did well. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and, and the reveal, I guess, at the end, kind of for this yeah. issue one. Um, I don't know what. what I'm going to lead off with this one and the reveal of the wraith. Um, look, pretty cool look. Uh, I just thought it, it seemed a little out of place um, mm. with everything else that leads up to it. But I don't know what. What did you guys think when you first saw this reveal like, for the first time? Uh, I. I actually think his design is a little sloppy. Like mm-hmm. as much as we've been praising Jim Lee art yeah. here, I think his biggest flaw is character design, especially mm-hmm. big villains. Like they they all kind of have like uh, same with you know a lot of people didn't like Rogel's R. Yeah, this guy, and then the the bad guys in For Tomorrow, which you mentioned. Like Zod in that is just like this big spiky mess. There's <laughs> yeah. another guy who's like this gray spiky mess, and then Wraith is like also this kind of just jumble of. It, it looks he looks messy to mm. me. Extreme. He, Extreme. I, yeah. I just feel like he'd be. He's such a cool character. He's such a cool idea. It would have really helped him out in the long run to just look clean. Mm. You know. So when I saw this design for the first time, I was a bit like, oh, yeah, I was <laughs> huge on it. Yeah. But what really saved, because I think it looks better in the upcoming issues, and what really saves it for me is how Ray's personality is kind of not like his appearance at all. Mm. That was mm. really um, I think surprising. that kind of saved yeah. the yeah. design for me, mm-hmm. and I ended up liking Ray's design. Like, I don't think... Not enough to be like an iconic recurring design, but um, yeah. for this story, I think it works. It ended up working for me. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, I think. I think you kind of said it there in the sense that yeah, it, it won't be. I don't think it has much longevity. It's it's not a memorable costume or, or you know design uh, because it's. I like the crackle. Like I like that, um, but everything else is just pretty pretty bland. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, uh, I mean, it's just you guys. Works. Can I ask you guys if you notice like what his symbol on his chest is? I was trying to figure that it's out. It's like a phoenix, right? What ah. it is is the uh, and you guys aren't American, so you might not recognize it as much. But it's like, oh boy, I'm going to look real stupid here if I'm wrong. <laughs> I think it's the I think it's the presidential seal. Oh, where it's it's an eagle, and in oh, one yeah. town he's got arrows, and the other he's got. Uh, what are olive branches? Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know I, what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I think I do. I yeah. think I do that seal, yeah, His, yeah. It in an interview with Scott Zarek, he said that symbol is sort of sp- supposed to represent that. Oh. Ah. That's interesting. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah but the fact that. that it's like it's kinda hard to see, that also is kind of like a point against the, you know mm. the art. It just yeah. it looks like a phoenix to me, really. Yeah, I um, thought it was like a star, like an exploding star or something. But yeah, well, that's just stupid, right? <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense. <laughs> it's obviously some sort of bird. <laughs> yeah. um, that is interesting. Uh, yeah, actually, at all, um, are we done with Wraith's design yeah. for now? Oh, or? Yeah. Sure. Okay. 
So, uh, just briefly in the epilogue, mm-hmm. it, it's cool, but I, I really like the imagery of the guy in the fish with no eyes. It's like an episode of X-Files. Um, it did, awesome. did remind me of that as well, as weird. Just because yeah. it's got that huh. mor- morbidity, but it's, you know, with, um, not disgusting, but, you know, just the, the hard trawl of, of, of fishing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I, 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 Dustin uh, Naguyan's art, um, I, I thought it was pretty cool. It's very different from Jim Lee's, but oh, I enjoyed it. Um, mm. It was good. Yeah, did uh, yeah, no, it's good. Uh, did you have any thoughts of the epilogue, Adam? Or <clears throat> not really. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. Uh, I think it was yeah, just a solid kind of like, and this is what else is going on. Yeah, yeah, it needs to feed it because obviously he he pops up a bit later. But um, yeah, that, that's yeah. basically all it was. So that there's in the end of the first issue, not not in the tray, but um, in the single issues, there's like a little five point two questions thing. I won't really go through it. Uh, you know, you can read it for yourself if you have the issue. Um, it's just like what they like about Superman stuff like that. It's kind of interesting. Okay. Oh. They give answers that we've heard before. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, like how they Scott Snyder just loves like the morality of uh. That's Superman. very cool. Um, actually, well, this is this is a line I really liked. Uh, as fun as it is to see him fly and fight and be awesome, it was always the human drama that drew me in. The challenge of the challenge challenges facing a hero has to choose the right thing to do when the right thing can often be deeply unpopular or something that might even lead one down a path alone, a dark path. And choosing the right thing to do when you're the most powerful man on the planet, the pressure of those decisions is huge, and the responsibility. And he's always loved Superman stories that explore that. Um, and Jim Jim Lee loves, uh, you know, the fact that Superman has all these powers, but he tempers it with restraint and stuff, yeah. and has humility. And they both talk about how it's cool, but he has so many powers. But uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure your issues would have that, Adam. Um, I'm not sure. I don't remember okay. that. Uh, yeah, that's a cool thing included. Yeah, it, it is. Um, I, I can't read it all out because it will just be here too long. But. Um, mm-hmm. The yeah. thing that did stand out is they, they listed their favorite stories. Um, Scott Snyder said All-Star Superman, and, and reading some of his Superman, I definitely see that. And What was uh, the second one? Oh, his only favorite story is All-Star Superman. Oh, that's uh, it? Okay. Scott Snyder's, and uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, and Jim Lee, uh, Jim Lee had two, uh, All-Star Superman and For All Seasons. Okay. Yeah, you know both both okay. normal but classic picks. Nothing yeah. wrong with them. How yeah. many Can't ones might pick? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to very quickly go through these variants for issue one. Oh, yep. Because I want to talk about them. So uh, first variant is uh, Bruce Tim doing a 30s version of Superman fighting the robots from the Flash cartoons, mm-hmm. and he's got like the triangle S. That's very cool. And then we have Dave Johnson doing a Golden Age Superman smashing the that, tank show. With that's like a smiling. nice one. I like that it one. It is. It looks very nice. It looks like, you know, a very postage sort of stamp yeah. look. Um, and then uh, my favorite pick probably from the first issue variants is uh, Superman evidently late for an appointment with Lois Lane. <laughs> She's tapping her watch and it's like a 70s kind of one. Yep. 
Um, I, just, I just think it's a very fun dynamic it captures. Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Um, He's fantastic. Well, yeah, and, and people probably know, recognize his art because I think they use his artwork for a lot of uh, like marketing, like merchandise for DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's all his art. So if ever you picked up a bed sheet or a, you know, a pair of boxer shorts, you know. I just got a yeah. uh, yeah. a, a, little, a little kid's book and it's all his art. Ah, nice. Love it. Yeah, he's, he's a great yeah. artist. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 He, he does my favorite variant here. Um, it's one I like to track down. And like his, I think he's, in terms of the major, major Superman artists, I think he's often overlooked. Mm. I don't. He shouldn't be, but yeah. I mean, you always hear about Gary Frank and like Kurt yeah. Swan stuff, but mm-hmm. you never hear uh, you never hear him along those same lines. And I think he should be. Yeah, he was very big. Um, and then we I have, just feel like people talk about him as one of the best DC in general artists, like drawing the yeah. whole, but they they don't hone in on a specific character for him. You know right. what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I guess I guess I have a very Superman lens when it comes to that, so I might miss mm-hmm. it. Um, and then we have Bronze Age Superman by Neil Adams with Alex Sinclair. Um, it's okay, you know. It's not, yeah, very distinct. It's not Neil Adams in the seventies. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a very distinct <laughs> Superman face, isn't it? Like it's it's a play on that Kryptonite Nevermore cover, which mm-hmm. Neil Adams did, uh, which yeah. I think is much better. Um, I mean, this is still good, though. It's just, you know. Hmm. Yeah, then we have uh, Modern Age Superman by Jerry Ordway with Alex Sinclair. Jerry Ordway was huge. Uh, he did Superman for a long time back in the, mm-hmm. the 80s, post-crisis. Very Jerry Ordway cover. Yeah. It has post-crisis Luther, Jimmy, Clark, Lois. It's a nice cover. Um, and we have Ray's favorite, probably. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Wanky mullet Superman holding yeah, the American flag. Oh, <laughs> Defeated Doomsday. Love it. Go for it. Let it flow uh, in the wind, baby. There it is. It's great. Um, yeah, Doomsday as well. Yeah. So Dan Jurgens doing doing well there. I like how he's carrying the flag as well. Like they just they need yeah. an eagle in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, I, I just thought that was very funny because like it's maybe just because it's Doomsday. Like if he was doing that pose normally. I wouldn't bat an eye, but the fact that there's like a defeated doomsday below him kind of makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is by Dan Jurgens with Norm Ratmond and Alex Sinclair. It seems like Alex Sinclair did a lot of the yeah. colors, for these. Um, which I think honestly detracts from maybe the Neil Adams one and the Jerry Ordway one. Oh, okay, yeah, I, the Neil. I don't Adams think the colors really or the inking really fits the uh, the inking artwork. for the Neil Adams one is a bit yeah, and like the Jerry Ordway one too. Maybe it's because I've seen that kind of pose with Jerry oh, Ordway okay. back in the 90s and 80s. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, if anyone wants to interject while I'm blasting through these, feel free. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... No, they're all they're all solid. I, I think it's cool. There's, like... There's obviously uh, all, you know, seven decades yeah. in the themes. But there's also, like, there's two kinds in that there's... Uh, some people, when they are asked to do a variant cover, they like to just do, like, the... Like, I'm just going to do a good shot of the character. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then there's there's another uh, kind of avenue that some people go with. If they're going, like, a specific era, especially, like, Silver Age, they try, like, tell a whole story with the, the cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what you're talking about with the uh, Garcia page where he's, like, he's late, you know? Yes. Yeah. 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 
so it's it's cool to have that variety. They're not all just like front facing, you know, Superman in a pose. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we have Superman versus Lex by the legendary uh, Lee Bermejo, I believe is that Superman. Yeah, Same really cool. I like, yeah, I do like me some, you know, kind of that realistic art. Um, yeah, and very, he did. He did. Sorry, go on. Oh no, just saying. Very reminiscent of the likes of say um, Mark Brooks, one of my favorites at the moment. Uh, yeah, yeah. Same, same style. And uh, he did all of the art for Lex Luthor, Man of Steel, mm-hmm. which I highly recommend. It's wow. one of the best Lex stories, if not the best Lex story. And he did all the artwork right. for that, so got it's a, nice to look at. Yeah, got a good artist there, so... Yeah. Then we just have a Nifty 2 Superman flying with that pun in the background, done mm-hmm. by Brett Booth with Norm Ratman and Andrew... Uh, Dalhouse, yeah, which is a fine, fine cover. Um, yeah. S is a bit weird, in my opinion, but oh uh, yeah, it does look a bit weird. Yeah. Uh, then we have the uh, variant cover by Jim Lee, mm-hmm. Scott Williams, and Alex Sinclair, which you know, pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, looks good. Yeah. And then it is the Comic Con black and white cover of him tearing his shirt open. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Lee again. Yeah. Uh, and then it's issue two from there, which I'll talk about when we get to the end of that. I have some, I have some Gary Frank bashing to do in the future, which I'm sure will annoy everyone. <laughs> um, what? So, <laughs> just already annoyed someone. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. Um, I, wow. His faces are really weird to me. They're very I, I mean, uncanny yeah. valley for me. Um, I'm, I'm, not I'm not for Superman, though. I don't know. I, I think I think for Superman, I think it's weird zombie Krista Reeve I'm looking at. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah, no, this, this is opinion that... I mean, I, I, I don't it. know how to... I can't argue with that, but it's just like, man, he's so many people's, like, number one. Yeah, no, I, I can't but say like, this. Yeah, um, but, you're, but you're, you're not wrong, but, like, oof. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's controversial. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll get into it when I cover Secret Origin, which will be never. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We, we could talk about it a bit. Because, uh, you know, I, I love hearing from people who... You know, I want to hear from people who like Gary Frank who aren't just, like, responding to me with rolling eyes or some other <laughs> shitty comment that doesn't actually add anything. Uh, I'm, I'm just shocked. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh, you can take it in. Uh, but uh, issue two... Mm-hmm. Um, so we've already summarised these, so we don't really need to go through the plots. No, much. but um, I just—I mean, you're saying one of the big again, like issue one. One of the big things is that kind of opener um, with the skyscraper. I had to laugh uh, because the what is it? Um, let me just see. The Apollodorus was just so um, kind of over the top, but it worked so well with Dubai, <laughs> you know, because everything's over the top there. So why not them having some sort of construction robot that streamlines building? Because they've got, you know, the highest buildings in the world. They've got bloody tennis courts, you know, 300 metres in the air. They've got, you know, they build islands, all yeah, that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, for, for astute listeners, uh, we did talk about Anapolodorus in our Heracles, Hercules episodes mm. as he, he was one of the main... Um, people who catalogued all the Greek myths. But this is not the same Apollodorus they're <laughs> no. referencing. 
No. Because I was like, because I saw that now and I'm like, how is this a reference to, like, the Greek historian philosopher? Like, it just sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. But it's someone. That feels like a very, like, Scott Snyder thing to do. It's just like, I need, because he, he does have a little bit of, uh, especially, like, in his early years here. Mm-hmm. It, he, he, he didn't, like, like, there's always, like, there's two eras of Scott Snyder at DC. There's, in his beginning, he was, like, a little a little bit of, like, hubris and kind of, I, I just, like, not as much as some people, but, like, a little bit up his own ass, right? <laughs> and then yeah. and then later he was just like, I'm just going to go wild and just do crazy cartoons. Yeah. 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 He, he th- This Apollodorus he's referencing is of Damascus, which was an <clears throat> architect, so I didn't know about. It did, it did feel, I don't, I don't know, uh, it didn't feel like flexing to me, but it's close. <laughs> um... You know, and then he then he starts talking about I don't know. Anyway, we'll, we'll get into that. But this this whole skyscraper sequence is like it's one of my favorite Superman moments ever. Oh wow! You know? Yeah, and it's the thing that always stands out to me. One of the things that stands out to me when I think about this story is how blown away I was when I read this. And really, what this is is he does stuff like this a million times in like the Silver Age and the Bronze Age, right? Like he's mm. always doing these mm. crazy like he creates tsunamis and does all this stuff to sort of prevent these disasters and this is a real modernization of it but with like Uh this huge kind of all this work put into it not that there wasn't work put into it back then but this is really making it kind of cinematic and Mm. it's just we hadn't seen something like that done as well as this i think at this point and this is like, I've talked about in the show before, I love it when Superman does these crazy super feats and he's kind of, like, explaining the pseudoscience mm, behind yeah, what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. And but this is not, exactly what he does here. Yeah. He also adds, um, you know, a time time frame to it as well, yes. which which, add, which adds to the tension, I think, which makes it so much more dynamic because... Huge sense of urgency. Yeah, in our, in our minds, like, you know, what, eight seconds left? It's like, Really? You know, but this is amazing to think that this guy can actually do all this, and he's still trying to figure out how to do it. Like with four seconds to go, that's it's crazy. He's going through all the options, and he tells them like, "People are going to die, but this is all I can do." But then he gets knocked underwater and yeah. makes the big. Sp- oh, it's so good. I love it yeah. so much. I, I love like this is kind of uh, the example I use too because I I love like when people like complain about like too many powers. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. always thinking in terms of like he can beat anybody up. And yeah. this is what I love is like when you think of all his powers as like his utility belt, and that they're all different tools he can use to solve a problem in a creative way. And he's got yeah. all these options. Yeah, and yeah. it also it's a really like, good way. Yeah, it is a good way. Yeah, can, you can talk about Jim Lee's art again. Here is like even if you think he's like too dark for the character of Superman, he's. What the, he's doing so great in this series is he makes everything feel so dynamic, and there's like a kinetic energy to mm. all of his pages. Yep. Yep. You know, you really feel like the motion of him swirling up the water because that's what happens, right? We're talking about he he's, he makes a, a a tower of water, yeah, and then freezes it, and then that yeah, like it's ice the temporary column, yeah. like yeah, holds the building. Very yeah, cool. and, yeah, he. He draws it so well, you know. Yes. Um, mm. Like this is this is one of those things that would happen like in a couple of panels in the Silver Age, and we're getting all of these huge spreads dedicated to it. You know, yeah. Like it's just this super feat, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm just I would love with it. Like it's, yeah. 
it's awesome. Yep, that's awesome. <laughs> no, very good. And and yeah, he obviously um, just does away with Apollodorus uh, once he kind of you know. Yeah, like stopped... he kind of notices him like just yeah. swinging about that huge flail, and he's like, right, I got to take care yeah. of that thing. <laughs> yeah, well, he was preoccupied with you know saving all those lives, but now yeah. it's like, okay, I've got to deal this with this giant, now. Goofy robot, yeah, with a base, like, yeah. and understandably, <laughs> it doesn't take him too long to you know no. to. to yeah, him fighting the robot here is not the it's, challenge. Oh, no, not at all. No. Yeah. But again, there's a really good shot of when he's, like, ripping the robot from the inside. Yeah. It's a very classic pose. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then... <laughs> so we're going to come to Ray's favourite. Oh. Uh, so so Ray's a bit bitter lately. In addition to the oh, no, the constant Moonlight comparisons, <laughs> there was there was a tournament. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. We're in this we're in this comic book on Facebook called Aussie Omnibus Collectors, mm-hmm. and they did this tournament of all all like who would win who would between win, all yeah. these people. Yeah, uh, Batman won. Batman uh, won. Adam, what? just 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 let that just let that sink in for a second. So, Batman won. Out of all these characters you could think of, well, well, to be fair, did he have prep time? <laughs> it, that was mentioned. Yeah. So <laughs> the big upset was. Against Superman, he uh, beat Superman. Uh, and then a big for me, what I was like, what the hell? He beat Wonder Woman. Yeah, and sure. then it was just absurd because the final round was Batman versus Doctor Doom, and Batman won. And I'm like, I'm sorry, yeah, no, Batman's not going to beat Doctor Doom. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. But yeah. uh, but I mean, wasn't Batman Dark Side? Dark Side was in there in the mix as well. He's pretty good, <laughs> isn't he? Doom beat Darkseid. I was mad about that one. I was like, that was no. dumb. And Ray voted Doom as well. Um, but, yep. you know, yeah. whatever. Of course. <laughs> of course. Well, that's, I mean, I don't know much about Dark. All I saw of Darkseid, all my experience is that he fell on his face. That was that, that one issue. So he doesn't really give me a good impression. Oh, what issue was that again? That was amazing. He, like, falls I, over? Yeah, I can't, I can't Are remember. Are you talking about when, like, when they're introducing, not introducing, but, like, in Doomsday? Just kind of, like, punches them? No, no it's it like was. He's, oh. it, this is—he's oh. literally walking down the steps, and he slips, and he falls and on his face. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like, he's, he's like, everyone, oh, 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 yeah. you got, oh. yeah, that, yeah. I, I, I know you did. You guys did an episode we did it. on yeah, that. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was Batman, Batman Superman. Yeah. yeah, that that's that's dark side for me. So I'm sorry. I think Doomsday can do Doom can probably um, that, anyway. To be fair, that's Dark Side's yeah. avatar though. Uh, oh, know, was it? Dark oh, okay. Yeah, like anytime he makes God. a mistake, that's actually an avatar. Yes. Uh, yes. Like a Doom bot. Like a Doom bot. Like a Doom bot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to <laughs> back to this thing here. Um I'm sorry, look, I'm sorry. I d I don't want to bag too much on, on this go. on this guy. But he's kind of like the pesky neighbour, isn't he? Like I'm I'm reading a I'm reading a Superman comic. Why is he in this again? Like, just stay in your frigging corner and <laughs> let me just enjoy this. But anyway, so he goes and sees Bruce again, and mm-hmm. we get... um, well to play to play um, Bat's advocate. Uh, <laughs> I think. Well, the big thing is that Scott Snyder, I yeah. think, was most famous for Batman for at this sure. point. Yeah, I understand. And yeah. that they're buddies, you know. Um, it like. If you have a superhero popping up in a Superman comic, odds are it's going to be Batman, especially if it's like a big stakes 
superhero thing, Batman's usually going to be the one to come in and offer advice. Right. Yeah. But I, I, I just always going to be like, oh, let me get on my huge computer. <laughs> yeah. That'll have all the information. I just feel that DC lean on him way too much. Like, you know. Yeah. I, mean, I know I, they're buddies. I, I know they're buddies. Yeah. Completely. Like, he, he didn't need to be in this story. Mm. Um, and the thing is, like, I miss a time where Superman had a supercomputer that he could use instead of the back computer. Yeah. He just go to the yeah. fortress. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just obviously like, this is what Scott Snyder wanted to write. Yeah. He's, he's just the, he's just the Batman guy. Yeah. He knows I also, the character. Yeah. I, but I, I did it. I liked this exchange in terms of, I liked getting a different perspective on the problem and getting a different point of view. Mm-hmm. I think it. I don't know. For me, it works as a story, and I like how Batman's like. You know, Superman's like. So why aren't you more concerned about this guy who's more powerful than me? And Batman's like, look, I don't really think you realize how big a threat these terrorists are. And I think that adds some, you know, adds some weight to this sort of faceless terrorist organization that we've been hearing about the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good sounding board for basically. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, but then it's like. Could that have been Lois Lane to say that? Yeah. You know? Lois Lane's not a, like... She's I not mean, invincible. <laughs> <laughs> but she's not, a, she's not a superhero. Like, if Lois Lane says something is a bigger threat than, you know, something else, it's like, okay, but mm. if Batman says it, like, he's a very tactical person. He's someone who works a super... I feel like Batman's perspective would be more useful than a reporter perspective. Mm. Yeah, but uh, I get your complaint, but... Um, no, look, it's, uh, a, it's a little bit. I don't want to... For any listeners that do like that, of course, it's 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 fine. I'm just having... How many a, times have we said this? For any, for any Batman fans <laughs> out there, like, you know... Um, also, I love the way he drew the Batcave. Yeah, th- yeah, that was a great, a great establishing. Great yeah. Uh, and there's a big moment in, like, a later issue, I'm sure you guys talk about, in the Batcave. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, the other thing is, like, uh, New 52 Batman and Superman uh, was a really good run as well. I keep talking about Batman. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, uh, check it out. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, so the only the other big thing, just, I guess, for this issue was then the encounter with General Lane, and yep. and then we get we get a, a taste, a little taster of uh, Wraith, um, I guess, going up against Superman, if, 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 albeit protecting him. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right's interesting because he's you never really, you never a hundred percent sure about him mm-hmm. in these issues. You know, you just yeah. you don't know, which I think is like it's good writing. Like he's not, he's not random in the sense of the way that he acts. He's just he seems like a cool guy, but at the same time, it's like you he's know what? Yeah, yeah. He seemed like a very he reasonable just, person. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's like I have a job to do, mm, but like yeah. nothing nothing against you personally. Well, this is my nine to five, man. I've got to make money somehow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's it's hard to really categorize him as a villain at this stage. Like when I'm reading it, you know. Um, I yeah, know... it's the thing. Like he looks, he has such a villainous design. He does. Yeah. It's probably yeah. he blows up Nagasaki, but then he pops up and he saves Superman. Mm. You know, and this is pretty big technology. Like as you mentioned in the synopsis, it's black hole technology. I love it. I love this kind of pseudoscience again. 
and um and it really hurts Superman. Like he's bleeding. Mm-hmm. I know Superman's just so overpowered, right? Yeah. yeah. Look at all the times he just gets the crap kicked out of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but great. Art a cool there. idea. Sorry. Cool idea that like to avoid kryptonite is just like like there. I can I can picture. Yeah. You know, like oh, yeah. a, a writer being like, "I don't want to use kryptonite. Let me really, you know, put my put my head together and and, and think of anything else, something else that can hurt him." And yeah. I think that I that that kind of level of care kind of comes across. No, yeah. that, that's really interesting. Mm. Yeah, you're right. And it's like because if kryptonite, you want to have kryptonite as a rare substance, so like it, it's kind of fun to rack your brain and say, "Okay, how can I injure Superman? Yeah. What can yeah. I come up? You know." And you just come with interesting situations like this. And that shot where Superman's in the middle of all these beams and stuff, like his body's on fire, you know, I think is a really nice page as well. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not really good. Um, so that kind of sets up their, conf- their I guess, alliance um, for the most part. Um, Whatever it is, yeah. 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 relationship. <laughs> well, he's the only, like... He's the only one there who sticks up for Superman because yeah. the military would just be happy to, you know, That's do whatever. Yeah. Um, they hate him. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and the I guess his last bit, I mean, well, there's a little bit with Lois and the uh, the blind guy again. Um, but that's just kind of that's kind of trickling along, which is good. That, yeah, that's like the subplot mm. that will become important. Yeah. So, yeah. But can I can I just jump in? One of my favourite bits in this uh, issue was... Uh, again, like something that you, I just wasn't expecting, a a kind of like paralyzed slash what unconscious Lex um, at the yeah. helm of a robot, but uh, uh, like some sort of exoskeleton, but a pre-recorded Lex, you know, still still throwing jibes every <laughs> everywhere. I think it was hilarious with his gog-eyed and he's kind of just yeah, it was really freaky to see. But um, again, like a, a different angle to. Lex is genius. I guess he, he's willing to put himself physically and you know in harm's way as long as he's able to escape. Um, and yeah, I, I'll say I was confused what that was because I initially when I I read it I thought it was because he he lo- yeah you're right he, like he looks so distressed mm. so I thought at first that it, it was Ascension hacking his thing and taking him out. But it's not, right? No, no. That's just, it's, it's, it's just, all Lex. It's all his, it's his master plan to um to the way to escape. I guess he puts himself in a paralyzed state. Um, but um, yeah. Uh, I guess he's huh. he's he's premeditated all this. So yeah, yeah. The, okay. the one thing that that rubs me wrong um is when the warden's like. You know, Luke will be knocked out for at least, and he's like, yes, three hours. But that was like the recording saying three hours. Mm. So if the warden didn't say those exact words, and Lex would come <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, you could like really kind of pick at it like that. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's funny. Yeah. Any, anything yeah. where anything that's pre-recorded is, is always going to be a huge risk because you don't want yeah. to <laughs> you know, you be saying the wrong thing. <laughs> and the, the opening of this, I think, is supposed to make you think that he's Lex is calling the Iliad. But I don't recognise that quote from the Iliad. It could have been in there. Oh, okay. But considering considering Troy fell like more than a few days after the end of the Iliad is like, yeah. I mean, I'm I, that's a nitpick, but he's obvious. Like he's obviously shoving the Iliad and Troy imagery in there, so I'm going to mm. nitpick it. Yeah. Um, 
So, but uh, yeah, then we get the epilogue, which was like, mm, yeah, did we did we need it? Like, is this yeah. is this talking about Wraith or is this talking about Superman? Because like the idea of Wraith being more powerful than Superman not being able to control to kind of get, but I, I don't know. It's like the Crips Night Ring all over again, mm. you know? Well, yeah, essentially, but just with this super suit that Batman's got. Is about to destroy it, but ends up keeping it because it's he like, knows. Oh, Clark would want me to destroy it in yeah. case he had lost control. It's like, yeah, I've heard this ten billion times before. Yeah, yeah. So there's nothing really new there. Um, yeah, it's only that crystal that really got me at the end. Basically, yeah, the I last think panel that was the it's one. It's kind that, of in sync with that. Yeah, um, which I think is kind of like alluding to Wraith a little bit, maybe, but I'm not sure. Um, it's so funny. You guys know the whole deal about Wraith. I'm. I'm still, completely in the dark so i do but there's yeah. aspects i forget okay so I, I don't know like where it's going overall but there's a lot of details about wraith that i forget so uh-huh. yeah um any, any other thoughts on this issue guys or should we um adam i think we're good yeah uh, all right yeah the, the dubai scene was like the highlight of this issue for mm. sure yeah absolutely which isn't saying that she's bad it's just that no, was no 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 scene. yeah yeah Oh, yeah, uh, and I, I enjoyed the uh, the confrontation with General Lane as well. But yeah, I mean, the Dubai scene was was quite cool. Oh, you know what? I, I I'm sorry, guys. I do want to talk about this issue more. Is this the issue where General Lane is kind of like talking about like his like why I don't like you, right? Um, that I think that's a bit after. That is right. issue three. Never issue mind. three. Yeah, yeah never yeah. mind. Issue three, All yeah. right, we'll get to it. Yeah. Jeez, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about the cover to issue two. Uh, so it's oh, yeah. Superman lifting up a tank, holding a tattered American flag in like an action shot. Yeah, it's a cool cover. It's also like kind of a throwback to like the 40s covers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Superman's not on buddy-buddy terms with the government in New 52, uh, yeah. which we see from like issue two of Action Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interesting... Yeah, <laughs> uh, the interesting thing about the cover, I thought, and I don't know, um, it just it just seems that the um, the the cape is really um, concealed a lot more for me. Yeah, um, and that's whether that's an intentional thing or not. But I think it's a really cool look because then you just get Superman, yeah, just in, almost yeah. in a suit, which is cool. It's like it's kind of under the flag, but I think they wanted the emphasis on the flag, not the cape. Like yeah, they want to go there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, great cover. And I'm going to very quickly go through the fewer variant covers. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anyone has a, did everyone have a favourite for issue one? Or um, oh yeah, let, let issue me one for me is probably that Garcia Lopez cover. Oh, so same one as mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that's it. pretty so close. Nothing really to add. Yeah, that's pretty close. I'd I'd otherwise go the Dave Johnson, the Golden Age one. I kind of enjoyed that. Just because it was, as you mm. said, that like the postage kind of like a stamp. It's very good. Uh, yeah. yeah. So for issue two, we have another Golden Age one done by John Paul Leon, Superman stopping a train, which is cool. Mm. Uh, very strange have... cover that one because Superman, like if you look at the ratio, like the train, yeah, is seven eighths of of the page of the cover. Yeah. yeah. But I, I guess it just shows like. I like just how big the train is. Like, it doesn't yeah. look easy, right? Yeah, yeah. And then another Golden Age cover with um, <laughs> Gary Frank, Superman sort of playfully uh, handling this lion, and Superman, uh, Lois kind of yelling at the background. <laughs> uh, so that's 
Gary Frank and Brad Anderson. I don't mind this Gary Frank cover because it's not zombie Christopher Reeve. <laughs> um, so this is also it. It's a uh, what's the word? Homage to Action Comics twenty seven. Oh, it's the really? Same cover, yeah. That's okay. cool. It's just, it's just it's a it's a golden age cover recreation. I love it. I mean, I would have seen that cover, but I just didn't remember it. I, it made me think of the sure. Fleischer cartoon where he's beating up all those poor zoo animals. <laughs> uh, man, that didn't he make fought, well, but... <laughs> he, fought, he fought a lot of animals in his early years. Yeah. The amount of elephants he straight up just punched is <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Well, they're the uh, biggest animals on Earth, aren't they? So, well, yeah. you know, land animals. So. Uh, we have land a... animals. A great Silver Age Superman cover. Obviously, a spiff on like Lois Lane's girlfriend, uh, Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane, mm-hmm. done mm-hmm. by Yannick Packett with uh, Mikel Lacombe and Nathan Fairbane. I'm very sorry for butchering those names. And we have looks like the insects, an insect queen here. Maybe it's like a Lana thing. You may kiss your bride now, Superman, and he's mm-hmm. wrapped in web. It's like Lois, what do you think? I <laughs> know oh, the insect queen is using a magic pheromone to charm Superman. I've lost him for good. Yeah, it's pretty so. cool. Pretty cool uh, t- cover. Yeah. Could be an actual cover. I don't know. Like it, if it's not, it's a lot like one. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. It's just like, yeah, you knew there was a hundred stories like this back then. Yeah. yeah. So we get Bronze Age Superman by Victor Ibanez with like a steel fire breathing <laughs> Tyrannosaurus Rex and yes. Clark and Miles at a picnic. The mad <laughs> scientist there as well. Lois are looking very good there as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and Superman's mm-hmm. ripping his shirt open and stuff. Uh, then we have uh, who did this one? Dodson, Terry Dodson yep. with Rachel Dodson. Uh, we have this is a cool cover. Mm. Just modern age Superman. We have a uh, kind of a Tim Sale style Clark transforming into Superman, and mm-hmm. you know we have like a Brainiac skull ship in the background, tearing stuff up. Mm-hmm. And I believe this is the last one. No, not the last uh, one. A few more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and this one has Steel and Superman on it. Just those two, which is cool. And yep. this is done by John Bogdanovi with Will Quinada. Have we talked about John before? I feel like we have. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, big yeah, big artist. Um, That's uh-huh. Superman still flying away from Earth towards mm-hmm. some sort of meteor shower. Uh, cool cover. And then uh, we have If Two Superman by Nicholas Scott with Jason Hey! Butch, Give him one dorm and a good kiss. Cheer for an Aussie there. Oh, really? Nicholas Scott, yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. More like a peck on the list between them, but yeah. Uh, for for Ray and I's thoughts on Superman One Dorman, you can check out our steamy episode, <laughs> Superman One Dorman Issue 3, oh, yes. that we did recently. Uh, it's a good run. I, I liked yeah, it. Yeah. Did you like it out of the Charles Saul run of Superman One Dorman? Or? Uh, I think it was... Uh pretty good i think i remember feeling like oh this is good not great mm. yeah yeah fair that's enough. classic it was like yeah. solid yeah yeah i still <laughs> kind of want soul. the first trade yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh then we have superman versus parasite by mm. Raphael albuquerque oh something i like Sorry. parasite this one is uh yeah this one's actually my favorite one ah, nice. yeah. just because yeah. just I, I love parasite and it's like this is one of the best parasite images you can find yeah it's cool yeah. it's creepy uh, which is your favorite, yeah. Connor? Out of the covers, um, you know, I'm. Um, hmm. 
I'm going to defy expectation and say uh, the Gary Frank one. Uh, that's really... <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's uh, so bad after all. <laughs> well, I mean, again, he's not, he's not just drawing zombie people. Um, His faces look good here. And he's not yeah. drawing kids, which is horrifying when he does it. Um, <laughs> I'm just about it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I like, it. I like how Superman's kind of like... Looks like he's going to be gentle with this poor lion. Mm. Um, yeah, very classic. You know what? What his his biggest strength is? Because I can't argue with with you on the faces, but he he's got a great uh, portrayal of like weight. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah. mean? Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what about you, Ray? Yeah, I'm tossing up between. Um, I like the Silver Age one with Yannick Paquette. Um, or the yeah, I'll, I'll go for that one. Or the um, uh, it was that the the next one, the Bronze Age, Victor Ibanez. They're both very good. Yeah, I, I just like um, covers, not all the time, but sometimes I like covers with woo balloons. <laughs> I think it's yeah. and this has done really well. I mean, like the three figures here drawn immaculately. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good stuff. Yeah. All right, uh, issue three. So this is where we start to get into like the. They've stopped with, like, the big set pieces mm-hmm. and stuff. We're getting into, like, the nitty-gritty of the story now and the characters. Um, so, you know, th- this cover has Superman and Wraith side by side, both mm-hmm. deflecting, you know, fighting, bullets bouncing off their chest, Superman yeah. using freeze breath and stuff. Cool, cool action cover. It is cool, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a cool opening where they, they sent out... a. Like like send a mathematical equation into space, like you know, a prayer. Yes, and then, like it's immediately answered eleven seconds later. Uh-huh. Which is yeah. Really cool, very unexpected. Yeah. Um, and you know, yeah, yeah, and and yeah. So the, uh, I mean, then we get we shoot forward, uh, and we get little snip, snippets of all the kind of subplots happening. happening. Yeah, 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 Lois uh, in the. It's a plane that goes into the um, ocean, right? Uh, we get Lex and uh, yeah, and Wraith and Superman again. A, a nice splash page again, I think, between the two. Uh, but yeah, this was interesting. I mean, because we 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 get the um, the first kind of confrontation between the two. Like we saw Wraith protect Superman, but now we get the sense that like how much stronger he is, and and we get. Um, metri- mm. metrics for it as well. Like, what was it? Uh, he says, was it here? Or maybe it was somewhere else. He, he's talking about 140-something Superman has, but Wraith has 160, like, a level of uh, of solar absorption or something. But, yeah, no, really cool. Um, you know, we're talking about Wraith's look. I think what is dynamic is that, that crackle of his. Uh, it seems to move with his movements, uh, like, react to it. Mm-hmm. So when he... When he kicks Superman, and you were talking about earlier, Adam, about Jim Lee's art, um, and he does one of the good things here. He does; he's got so much movement in his panels, um, which yeah. I think gives it that yeah. uh, dynamic kind of look. And yeah, with the design of Wraith, you, you very much get that as well. I like yeah. how you know Superman is like he's. This is said a bit the opposite, but he's he's like he's testing Wraith. He mm-hmm. like throws a punch at him, you know. He's not just he's not just trying to talk everyone down. Yeah. Um, which like I you know I like how Superman doesn't use violence all the time, but sometimes I think they overdo the I'm just trying to talk to you thing. Yeah, but it's like I feel like Superman would realize that he's just going to have to sock someone at some point. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like I like how he's sort of done here, and uh, yeah, of course, you know that when, when Wraith kicks him like across uh, a very long distance, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I love that page, and they they switch to like the satellite imagery. Yeah, that's you good. Just see, um, like yes, the, his his trajectory like across the whole state of Utah. Yeah, yeah, that transition's really I good. Love, love that page. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So there's a lot of just, I mean, there's a lot of action here, um, basically between those two, um, with them trying to figure out. Yeah, and I think, I mean, Superman is testing Wraith, but at the same time, like he's struggling. Like he's, uh, yeah, he's saying, "Let me go." He's he's in no position. He's in a very submissive position, uh, and he can't seem to. Yeah, you see in his thoughts, he can't really. Um, figure out this guy he tries everything looks at his physiology tries his speed um but that's that's it seems uh, you get the sense that wraith is very powerful then i guess that's what mm-hmm. we were saying uh, culminating in that big kick um one of yeah. the things i think works about wraith's design that's kind of wasn't in the previous issues is how like all this sort of red energy starts spreading out from him mm. um so he's not just like a sort of bulk of muscle and he's got a little hood as well, shall I? Yeah, the hood turns up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Just go incognito. Um. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, this is all intercut with again Lois. Basically, Lois just plunges into the water. Um, so that's that's her plot. Um, yeah, she gets out though. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a it's a moment of like she knows Superman's not always going to save her. Yeah. She she knows how to take care of herself. Yeah. Although actually, uh, she is saved though. They're all underwater, but she's saved by the. Oh guard. right. But, <laughs> she sure. does well up to that. Point. She does well. She yeah, does really. She does like, really well. It, yeah. It, yeah. She shows some some knowledge on what to do in the situation. Mm. Yeah. She's not panicking. how to survive. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So at that point, they kind of they're taken into the base. I think there's like there's lots of dialogue in the city, lots of exposition. Yeah. Oh, before so, that, sorry, kind of we we get again another glimpse from nineteen whenever it was nineteen forty five or thirty eight. Oh or something. yeah, yeah, it's him in the, J- yeah. the ship. So again, questions like again, I'm I'm reading it going, oh, okay, there's a little bit more on on Wraith here, but what is he? He's definitely he doesn't look Kryptonian or anything like that. So uh-uh. um, yeah. and yeah, the thing that's really cool is like they the prayer they sent up was a. A mathematical equation that added up incorrectly to equal more than the sum of its parts to sort of hope that mm. other species would take it as, you know, we can, you know, join together and stuff. And then, like, this, the equation on this ship uh, is similar but much more complex. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. kind of felt like that equation thing was a bit of a stretch. Yeah? I think I think that's like a... A very Scott Snyderism thing. That's like he has this idea that it's it's a little bit sweaty to to think like, and this is the message of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I like the idea that they're using math as a universal language. Mm, sure, I, yeah, I get where you're coming yeah. from. Yeah, because like I can't think of any other way you could sort of. Like any other way, you can sort of approach having like a universal language to contact mm-hmm. aliens with. I mean, there probably is, and there's probably been studies of it and stuff. I've never watched mm. the dish, but um, yeah. So yeah, so that that that's a that's 
that's something I'm very interested in uh, following up on, which we don't in these issues. But that that's like the most interesting part of the plot to me right now is kind of the mystery of Rafe, who is mm. he and where he comes from. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you certainly get the sense of that with that the flashbacks. Um, yeah, so I'm yeah. less interested in the terrorist organization. Essentially, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they even it does sound a little boring, but but they are quite dangerous. I mean, you do. You do get a sense of what they can do, so that's um, yeah. that's cool. But yeah, they don't they don't have that appeal, I guess. That they're obviously there yeah. as like a vehicle for you to learn more about Wraith. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like it's 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 their common enemy that yeah. you yes. have to be together for for the plot to move forward. Yeah, they're yeah. they're nothing special. They're they're pretty basic, you know. Yeah, sending out robots. I don't I don't think they were meant to be anything. Special, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I love how Wraith is an acronym. I think that's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. William, William um, Rudolph's ace in the hole, and we, mm-hmm. we did point out in the synopsis, but Wraith has been around seventy-five years mm-hmm. working for the government. Obviously, this is Superman seventy-fifth. Very obvious sort of yeah uh, title there, you know. Um, but yeah, this whole this whole section of the base, lots of dialogue and stuff. Uh, I'll let. I'll let you guys sort of go through this. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, if you it's... have any points to make. Well, I, the synopsis that you guys read it really focused on the why aren't you doing more mm-hmm. to like intervene in politics and stuff, which is kind of like a thing that you hear a lot. And that's not really like a unique point. Yeah, yeah. But the thing that always stuck with me on on this page is like the uh, General Lane's really hitting home that is like the reason i don't like you is not because you're an alien i've worked with aliens as you see the reason i don't like you is because i what you're doing you're not doing in secret i think what you're doing you're doing it for attention you're doing it for applause Mm. and that was like a i like i compare this series to uh court of owls which was like okay Obviously, like a huge Batman story, and like maybe Scott Snyder's most famous Batman story, in that like it introduces a new villain, and it's not just about like the threat. It's like he Scott Snyder is good at thinking of ideas that like in all of this character's history, this kind of point about them has not been challenged. Yeah, and he does a good job of that, and he does a good job of. Uh, you know, not just the deconstruction, but he thinks of a rebuttal by the end, which, you you know, we'll get to, you know, mm-hmm. near the end of the series. But I, I think that's a, that's a really interesting point to be like, if you were good, you would do these things in secret and not get the credit for them. Yeah, it's not just, oh, I think you're going to destroy the planet or you're a possible evil threat. Mm. Um, right. Which is, you know, just tiresome. <laughs> yeah. It, it can't, <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I mean, I guess it comes down to like a realist versus an ideologist. Um, you know, General Lane wants the same outcome, but he's not not afraid. You know, for want of a better, you kind know, of cliche, to get his hands dirty to do it, and and he's calling Superman out to say, look, you know, you can do all this stuff, but you don't want it because you want to be seen. You want to be kind of publicly adored. You don't want your mm-hmm. reputation tarnished. Um, yeah, which I, I find a, a really, uh, yeah, really interesting. I mean, I, I found this confrontation pretty cool because he really comes at Superman on this. Like, there's no restraint. Um, and I, I got the sense that obviously he didn't like him before, but he really just says to his face, you know, 
what he really hates about it. And, <clears> and I think it's very raw and it's very bare. Um, so I'm interested to hear what you, you know, as you mentioned, Adam, later in the series, the, the rebuttal, because, um, yeah. you know, he, he makes it, yeah, he makes a good, a fine point, fine point of it. I also like how Ray's just kind of chilling out in the background, but then he's like, whoa, General, slow down. <laughs> he's like having a jab suit. Yeah, because he, he respects that, yeah. Superman. Yeah. yeah it's cool. Yeah. It's just like this this super edgy looking dude who's like black glowing red, and he's just like, hey there, calm down. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just, again. He's like, let's all be professionals here. Yeah. 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 Well, he's yeah. very professional, isn't he? Like, he just oh, so. Yeah. He, he follows orders and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I found that again. Those little things that kind of make you second guess Wraith, because uh, as you say, kind of the way he looks, it's just like, hang on, this guy's, you know, he empathizes like he, <laughs> you know. Well, it's it's like this cool writing trick that's like, you know, just looming in the background that it's not going to end well. Like mm. it, at some point, these two are going to fight. Yeah. But you just don't know. Yeah. It's not. It's not obvious why yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's this very cool tension. Yeah, I mean the way uh, the way they frame it at that last page as well, when he says calmly, you know, they're they're going into battle together, but he's uh, yeah sooner or later I'm going to have to kill you. Um, yeah, it's just like oh, and, and I was reading, I'm thinking, oh, such a shame because he seems like such a cool dude, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's one of those uh, you want them to be. Yeah, you friends. want them to be friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, it, he's kind of unlike Rogelzar. Rogelzar's personality is his appearance. Wraith, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, as we said, Wraith's personality is different to his appearance. As Rogelzar, it's just like, oh yeah, he's just a space lunatic that likes killing yeah. things. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, and then uh, you know, what's going on with this? This more? Oh, that that is that like the waterfall at the edge of Metropolis? Is it? Yeah. Oh, Jacob. Oh, Karen. yeah. I think that's uh, the first. No, that can't be the first appearance of it. Uh, I think that was. I think, that was I think it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It's an old thing. I don't know. You what start I'm to see it heaps. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's. There's. There, I feel like there's been a couple things where it's like, okay, this is Metropolis's version of Arkham City. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. Ar- Ar- I'm sorry, Arkham Asylum, and. Uh, this is sort of trying to be that. Okay. You know? It's can't just like, wait this is that. where the worst of the worst go. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for that Superman game. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> so the, the guy, <laughs> the, the, the blind guy with the crystal saves Lois and the others. Yep. He lifts the ship up to the surface. Mm-hmm. So we get a bit more of that. That's bubbling along pretty well. Yeah. And yep. So yeah, the, 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 it ends with uh, Superman and... Wraith landing in Tokyo, and yeah. that's where we get the line. It's like I'm gonna have to kill you soon. Yeah, I like Superman's mm-hmm. face to that, like the reaction. Huh? He's kind of like, <laughs> "What the?" <laughs> so it's probably not the first time he's heard that, but every time he hears it, he's just like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> the epilogue is just Jimmy getting kidnapped. He's, yeah, uh, by, by Lex. Oh, yeah, because mm-hmm. in this, Jimmy Jimmy's living rich off inheritance in New Fifty Two. Mm-hmm. He's very well off. In fact, he, I'm pretty sure he buys the planet at one point. Oh, wow. Um, but he gets he gets kidnapped by Robolex. <laughs> uh, kind of like, actually, yeah, kind of like Dr. Octopus and Harry Osborne, except I guess they both have red hair, but, you know, right. Jimmy's a good <laughs> so, anyway. Lex, Lex is still gog-eyed. He's still out of it. <laughs> so is this still all pre-recorded? 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. It must, yeah, it must have been. Uh, but that's the genius of Lex. You know, he's considered it. So, I don't know. <laughs> well, he's definitely not awake. I mean, he's. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's programmed that he's like, it'll take me this amount of time to get to Jimmy's, and then I'll. Yeah. Then I'll have this script <laughs> ready for Jimmy when I pick him up. Yeah. <laughs> at this exact second. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, good issue. We're starting to get into the. The, the run of things. I, I don't yeah. have that much to say about it that I didn't already say during the issue yeah. and all the other issues. Yeah. Um, so, uh, do you guys have anything else to add? Or no, I'm fine. Uh, Adam, I, I say what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll get to these variants. Get less as we go, which is good. So, I just quickly because I okay. for those of you wondering, this is poorly planned. I thought all the issues were. I thought all the variants were issue one. So I was going to do them at the end of the show, but I realised they're full twelve issues. Um, so nine, nine issues, right? nine issues. Sorry, I, don't, I keep thinking it's twelve. Um, but yeah, so first variant, nineteen uh, thirty Superman by Dave Bullock. Uh, Superman standing. Uh, looks like on a, oh, on a on a build it on a gargoyle or okay. something. Yeah. There's a bunch of lightning and stuff. Really cool cover. I love the way it's done. Yeah, um, I love the way it's coloured. Then we get Golden Age Superman by. J.G. Jones with Paul Mounts. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Superman flying near a plane, like a fighter plane, I think. And then uh, Silver Age Superman by oh, Brian Boland, legendary. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the year 2013, everyone will have superpowers, so there'll be no need for you, Superman. And it's <laughs> Mr. McSpitlick. <laughs> and that's Superman's awesome. sort of looking bored on the. Yeah, that's so side. funny. I love that. Ah. Then we get Bronze Age Superman by Jim Stalin with Rob Hunter mm-hmm. and Richard and Tanya Nori. Superman having a good old slugfest with Mongol. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to call it now in a contest. That's mine. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get, uh, where is this one? Modern Age Superman by Cliff Chang with a, it's, it's a nice, really that's a kind of nice one. cover. Yeah. That's a, yeah. that's a nice one. Yeah. Really nice. Yeah. Cover, actually. Um, I love when, Chang does Superman. That's a nice treat. Yeah. And <laughs> Superman Reborn by Tom Grommet with Carl Kiesel and High Five. So that's uh, Superboy come out. That's really Fast. cool as well. That's oh, drawn really well, like inked and coloured and draw- just, yeah, really good. Yeah. Okay, it's two more. Then we get, this is a great one. You have to Superman by Aaron Critter with Will mm-hmm. Quinata. And then we get Superman vs. Bizarro by Ethan Van Skyver with High Five. Uh, this is going to be really hard for me to pick a favourite. Shame on you, Connor. Anyway. Well, what about you, Adam? Do you... These... To me, they, I don't know. Not None of these, honestly, are, are on my like top-tier Unchained variants. Interesting. Um, I think if, if I had to pick one out of this batch, it'd be the Aaron, Aaron Cooter one. Okay. Says he, he, that's just so charming, right? And the colors yeah. look great. Yeah, it is nice. Really, it really pops. I guess I, I'll go for the. I'm gonna choose a couple. I'll go for Dave Bullock with the lightning. I'll mm-hmm. go for the Aaron Cruder one. I'll go for the Mister McSpitlick one, and I'll go for the uh, Cliff Chang one. The, mm-hmm. They're all yeah, they're all good. Yeah, because I just I can't choose between them. They're all so different. Yeah. The Mitsubishi you know, one so. is is pretty funny. I, I do like I mean, that how one. Could, how can I not choose that one? Yeah. You know? <laughs> but just the people flying in the background is it's funny. And I love yeah. the fact that there is a Mongol one. Yeah. Yeah. You know? 
Um, as Jim Stalin too. So. Yeah, exactly. Big name. Yeah. All right. So issue four, our last issue for tonight. Obviously, we'll be doing the, the other five issues in two weeks. But mm-hmm. uh, so this is a great cover. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yes. I love it. Just yeah. the, love this just the, cover. Just the black. He draws, Jim Lee's drawn, I think, Lex to a T in this. It's just, yeah, yeah. it's good. So it's um, it's it's different than the other covers we've seen because it's not an action shot. Mm. There's an action shot kind of in the back on all these monitors that Lex is standing in front of. Yeah. Uh, but it's not even coloured. It's sort of, you know, and, and he's standing in front and he's holding a sort of origami paper doll mm-hmm. Superman. It's just looking sinister. Is that a thing with Lex? He, he seems to be doing a lot of paper art in this. Huh. He does He does the Iliad City. He does origami in the first couple of pages. Yeah. Is that, has that popped up before? I mean, this, or? No, no, that's just no. here. Okay. But, I mean, it's 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 a it's always a nice touch to, like, say, like, oh, this is Lex's little, what he's doing to preoccupy his mind yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not specifically origami, but it's like this is how smart he is. He can just do this on mm. a whim. Yeah. While yeah. he's think while he's thinking, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that that's the vibe I got. He's this is just sort of a thing he's doing. Um and I I've to point out, I think uh Scott Snyder had my favorite Action Comics one thousand story. Oh, and what was, was that one again? Uh, mm. It was where Lex Luthor just erases Superman from existence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, you like he's he's like Lex. Don't rob out me and my entire gene line. Snip with the scissors of fate, whatever. Oh, so, uh, yeah, yeah I, I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that was great. Uh, so, yeah, oh yeah. And there was a, there was a part earlier where Lex is saying, "I have no heel." He's obviously referencing Achilles' heel again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Achilles' heel was a very late addition to that myth, not present in the ah. Iliad. So, well, maybe uh, Lex is canvassing the whole. I mean, he could you know? be. That's yeah. why. I'm, that's why I'm waiting to see where that goes. Yeah, but he's he's obviously leaning pretty heavily. Yeah, on that the comparison. I want to see where that's going in the story, and I want to see if it's mm-hmm. kind of superfluous, and him just taking like a bunch of. Probably the latter tropes but yeah. from it, <laughs> yeah. or, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he's got Jimmy here as well, but I'm just yeah. going to jump to the splash. I think Dead Set. This is probably my favourite so far because only the first four issues I've read of uh, of Superman by Jim Lee. I think it's just um, I don't know. It's very crisp. It's really neat. Um, yeah, I, I like it. We read yeah. there was the the Action Comics Bendis preview that was Jim Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but I don't think yeah. it, the art was as good as this. No, yeah, I can't remember. And you know, you can't even remember it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I oh yes, I did. I did. I, I remember us talking about it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I wasn't too impressed with that Jim Lee art then. Yeah, I remember talking about how yeah. Superman looked like plastic. I think in that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I like how he's going through. Like Batman will die fighting. The clown, as the city dies oh, yeah. and burning, is like death, and then one's all more. Yeah, all defending her people, you know, from some mm-hmm. horror. And like, I think they're both pretty apt predictions. Like, obviously, there's no set future for the characters, but mm-hmm. they're like, yeah. I guess, kind of likely outcomes given yeah. the. You oh, know, I thought that was cool. He's um, you know, betting the odds there, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, but this, I mean, this is a big call though. Like about 
well, does he say it here? A bit Superman. later on. He says Superman's going to die soon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I think later, was it later on here that he talks about Jimmy being the one? So. Yeah. 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 But he keeps dancing around, even though we can see it coming from a mile yeah, away. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> get much. Get it, Lex. <laughs> yeah, we get it. Stop with the theatrics, Lex. Come on. Um, uh, but the, this whole time, it's cool. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Well, I was going to say with the Lex and Jimmy thing, uh, that's like, it might be the the biggest like Snyderism in this book. Oh, okay. In yeah. that like he, he does a, a lot of his villains monologue in a very specific way. Right. And also like Scott Snyder, especially like in these, his earlier DC books, he's so good at like hyping things up. Mm-hmm. And then the, the answers to them would kind of be a letdown. Like this, this scene kind of in my mind is why, Unchained is not like a perfect score because like it's he had that a huge moment of like you're going to be a, the reason he dies Jimmy Olsen and then you you find later that like the reason that Lex was talking about it is such a stretch oh, you know okay. of like it, it feels it feels a little feels very forced writing to be like okay then when it when it comes down to it yeah yeah Interesting. Yeah, I don't really remember the payoff with the Jimmy thing, um, which which might be telling, you know, because I remember a lot of mm-hmm. other payoffs. Right. Um, but yeah. In fact, yeah, I, geez, I don't even remember having Jimmy Jimmy even having like a big role in the story up until I've been rereading it. So yeah, it almost feels like I don't think Scott and I always knows when to like cut stuff out. Yeah. So it's like you didn't need to have Jimmy in here past issue one. Which is, it's like, I, it pains me to say because I love Jimmy Olsen, but it's like, yeah. if you don't have a great idea with him, you could have just, you could have just nixed that part, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that can happen with supporting, like, especially Superman supporting cast. Sometimes they just don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, like, writers want to use them because they like them. Right. So they kind of try and find reasons to fit them in. I'm not sure if that's yeah. exactly yeah. what happens here, but, um, yeah. Yeah, it's in that. Sort like, of category. All the meat of this story is really with Superman and Wraith. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, yeah. And, you know, Wraith's incognito with his little hoodie. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't tell him from a bar of soap with it on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look, well, I mean, anyone I else. Logic, <laughs> yeah, I know. With a hoodie, might just look like a giant humanoid and not like a weird alien monster skull. So. <laughs> well, doesn't he actually, like, can't, he can turn invisible, can't he? <sighs> Does he do that here? Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, Does that come later? I think that I think comes that might later. Be later. Um, Given his name is Wraith, though, it's uh... yeah. His because yeah. his whole thing is like because he's I'm... been along yeah uh, around longer than Superman. It's like he's picked up extra things. Yeah, actually, no, sorry, Adam. He does. He does shield um, at least from te- technology detection. It's got him flying okay. away with Superman. He's saying my shielding hides me from detection, so he, he's invisible. Am in that I sense. am I wrong though yeah. that like. Uh, I feel in my memory there's art with him like looking uh, translucent. Oh, okay, not not yet. No. He looks a okay. little translucent, a little, here, but I think that's a little the coloring. Bit. Yeah, I think that's a coloring. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Sure, as he he kind of just blends in naturally. But I mean, yeah, yeah. I think Superman's struggling in this fight. I mean, as in, you know, he ends up coming up with a solution and saving the day, but like he gets hit a lot because mm-hmm. these bullets are what are they like? 
red sun bullets or some yeah. something like that. Yeah, but I like it. You see the dynamic dynamic between the two. He's actually trying to help uh, Wraith as well. Uh, Wraith, yeah. Wraith's trying to help him, and he's actually trying to return the favor. So there's a bit where he he rips off um, you know one of the walls of the the van. Uh, Wraith's going, you know, just stand behind me. He goes, no, stop it. Take, take the shield, you know. So oh. um, I like that kind of – they're very helpful towards each other. And, um, yeah. And, and further to what you're saying, Adam, as well, what I absolutely loved in this issue is this play on, on the powers. Like Wraith's been here a lot longer. Um, he does this Sonic thing, which is awesome. Um, but the biggest payoff for me yeah. in this issue was uh, those lasers – uh, you know, from Superman blinking. I thought mm-hmm. I, I just loved that. I thought that was hilarious. Um, not hilarious, but just awesome. It was. A, it's an awesome visual as well. Uh, it, it's kind yeah. of like, it's a cool. Yeah, yeah, cool just, trick. Yeah, really cool. Does he yeah. ever? Does he ever use that again? Because it's really cool. This sure. is the only time I've seen ah, it. It's a shame. Yeah, it's it's a nifty idea. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you could do all you could do all sorts of crazy stuff like Cyclops with heat vision. I'm sure mm. you know. Yeah. Uh, there's like a little um, when Lex was making origami figures, he makes Jiminy's like you know sometimes they'll get between pals before death to carry over. The, oh, paper creations they're called, sorry, about warriors trading them before battles and stuff. And then right. he says sometimes they'll give it to love loss, and he has Lois Lane there. Now it might not be Lex alluding to it, but uh, you know Clark was he was infatuated with Lois. Mm-hmm. But uh, she was seeing someone else, and it didn't work out. So you know he might still have feelings for her. Can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we'll see later in the issue. But yeah, that they didn't. Um, it was pretty funny, actually. Subek <laughs> <laughs> goes to her apartment to visit to visit Lois. He brings flowers and stuff. That she's already there with some dude, and he overhears them kind of talking about him, and he's like really sad. Yeah, because they kind of about him like he's kind of pathetic, and it's like, oh damn, man. Um, <laughs> uh, Superman won by uh, George Perez. That's it. Uh, you know the the six issue George Perez run, which I thought was uh, mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, well, I think bad. that was pretty good too. People don't uh, like uh, mention that one when they talk about. Hmm. And it's kind of infamous. It's infamous because of uh, George Perez complaining that he didn't know what right. Grant Morrison, like what the hell he was doing. So yeah. he. He, yeah, he complains yeah. about the run, so people don't praise it. But it is like he still did a good job. Yeah, and, and he even says like, you know, people come to me saying they enjoyed the run, and he's like, I'm glad people enjoy it. But he he just wasn't satisfied with it. Mm. Uh, but I am. I'd like it in trade because it, it's a six issue standalone. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, that that segue aside, yeah. Yeah, it's a cool sequence with Wraith and Superman, their dynamic. Uh, and, you know, Wraith is more powerful, but Superman comes up with using the doors to break the uh, drones. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact science behind everything. But uh, Superman oh, needs to stop the screening yeah. in because, like, close to impact, they release, like, red sun energy or something so they can pierce him or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he gives a door to Wraith and they both smash through the drones. The yeah, drones. it's a so yeah, yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool. And then we with the subplot with Lois and her mystery savior, uh, he gets hit by an ambulance that's driven by a bunch of crazy terrorists. <laughs> yes, <laughs> pretty much. So there's this whole thing with this crystal, and he gives her this crystal, and that'll come into play later. Can't remember exactly how, but then yeah, there's um, uh, they the they knock her out and take her somewhere and then we get uh 
I guess the skull being underneath Jimmy's kind of neat, but again, as we mentioned earlier, like this is this thing that Lex says at the end of the issue is something we pegged from like the start. That <laughs> <laughs> mm. Jimmy, you'll be the death Superman. So yeah, you figured. So and the epilogue is Lois waking up to all these weird drone. I don't know these weird things. Yeah, <laughs> like the, the heads, the orbs, or something. Um. Yeah. They say they're both children of General Wayne, so... Mm. Uh, and then there's a variant Not with, like, the Redback. Anyway, uh, look, you guys, you guys talk, because I, I don't really have much to say. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I, this, this was a lot of setup in this issue. And again, it was, yeah, like, yeah. ending with, like, oh, we're both children of General Wayne. That's another thing that's, like, and it's a stretch. Doesn't really pay off in a satisfying way. Oh, does it? Right. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't remember to be honest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's. I mean, so it's this, a, this isn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's not one of the highlight issues, but it's it, it's like end of you know. It's uh, act one, I guess. Yeah. 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 It's it's necessary. I mean, it it you know we have to kind of move things along with those things, and they're not entirely you know that um you know thrilling, but the fight. You know, for me, the fight that uh, Wraith and Superman do um, in Tokyo yes. is pretty cool, and the little nifty new tricks with the powers that those were kind of yeah. like the bells and whistles for me on this issue. Um, but yeah, that's the highlight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and and I thought, I like, sorry, sorry, I was just going to say with the powers, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Like, that's I like too his little his little like screech that he did. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I think he he specified like you could do this. Yep. Mm. But you just you just haven't thought to yet, or like you will learn it in the future, you know. Yeah, I, I think so. That so was cool. a kind of like a cool tour of like potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, again, not knowing what happens for the subsequent five issues, I did think the um the little drop at the end about you know them being related to General Lane. I mean, that's a pretty handy little cliffhanger. Um, so mm. I mean, yeah, right. You, you could like the payoff. You know, who knows? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, as, you know, I, I don't remember it. So I, I remember, I remember lots of General Lane stuff is coming up, like mm. kind of minor spoilers. But I mean, you know, he's been into a lot. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like uh, I mentioned at the start, issue three and four, like they weren't as mind blowing as one and two, but these are really both getting us into the meat of the story, the dynamics, and setting stuff up to come later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I want to say I really like the voice he has for Clark. Uh, especially like his inner his inner thoughts when he's like doing those huge two rescues are just I mm-hmm. think fantastic and nail the character. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's really see, it's cool to see Superman go through like his thought process when he's trying to save like a huge satellite or yes skyscraper. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, those are really yeah really really big moments in this. Yeah. Um, Tokyo is cool. I like Tokyo. Um, <laughs> uh, anything else on this issue, guys? Or um, no, not really. It's no. a it's a bit of a bummer to end on this one because it's not bad. It's just like yeah, yeah. It's, I figured it's not, it's not the gemstone of the series. Yeah, yeah. I figured because um, we were doing the animated short and general seventy fifth talk as well. We'd sure. save the last five. For, yeah, that the makes whole sense. Episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, but variants. I'm sorry, guys. Uh. <laughs> well, I'll say this one does have my favorite variant in oh, the series. Just flip, oh, really? Excellent. It. So we have eight oh, variants. Check. Wait, 
So the first one is 1930 Superman by Kevin Nolan. Superman bursting through a wall as mm-hmm. gangsters are shooting him. Yep. Uh, then we have Golden Age Superman by Dale Eaglesshaw with Andrew Dalhouse. It's interesting that I have 1930 Superman and then Golden Age Superman. Um, mm. Anyway, uh, it's Superman delivering US mail to the troops, which is really nice, you know, mm-hmm. looking cover. Uh, uh, Silver Age Superman by Chris Burnham with Nathan Fairbane. Uh, <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> Quickly, mm-hmm. into the rocket, all of you. Earth is doomed, and then. Complete in the issue, the supernova of 65 oh, billion. Yeah, that's so I funny. love it. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, he's, he's leading a bunch of dinosaurs onto a giant arc. Yes. That's like yep. a rocket. It's, it's hilarious. It's great. It is funny. It, well, it's, it's, it's what I'm saying. Like, the Silver Age ones I love because they're like, uh, we're going to tell a story on the cover. Yeah. Like, because that was always their game. It was like, this is a wild thing that's happening in this issue, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love this one because it's like it's it's funny and it's it's crazy, but it's also like that's kind of a neat thing to think of Superman doing is like yeah. preserving, you know, this species that's going extinct. Like that's kind of pretty thematic with his whole story, done in kind of this, you know, mm, just mm. this just this fun cartoony story like cover, you know. <laughs> Yeah. And you just know it'll have a depressing ending where he fails, and he's like, oh. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys notice the little Jimmy writing? Yeah, 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 I yeah. Did. yeah. yeah he's the only one there. <laughs> kind of yeah. look, looking into the, you know, from the distance. Yeah, but you're right, that, that is uh, interesting parallel, him saying yeah. that. I just think that this was the, the uh, just a great idea for a cover. Yeah, and mm. you can just you can just tell he just had fun with it. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, we have Bronze Age Superman by Jose Luis Garcia Lopez with Trish Mulville. Uh, this is a great cover. Yeah, very strong for me. That this one, just the it's not de- like it's, it doesn't yeah. seem specifically Bronze Age, but it's great. Mm. Just the determination, um, the, the look on the faces of both of the, the little boy or girl uh, and Superman. Really yeah, cool. big tornado in the back. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. He's yeah, exciting song from a tornado, and then we have Modern Age Superman by Chris Sprouse with uh, Carl Story and Guy Major, Ooh. and it's um, you know the sort of burn design for Krypton hovering in the back and the camps in the front, but not really a burn design for Superman. <laughs> uh, gets a bit oh. jarring to me because that Superman for me doesn't fit aesthetically with. The other stuff, right? Yeah. But it's Very a great cool cover. cover. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. a great cover though. Um, then we get Superman Reborn by Dan Jurgens with <laughs> Norm Ratman, Alex Sinclair, and we have uh, Reborn Mullet Superman and the Black Suit fighting Cyborg Superman. <laughs> yes, that's nineties, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of the nineties. You guys know it's like every nineties cover is is kind of just. It just features someone from Reign of Superman. Yeah. 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 I mean, it gets a little like, all right, what else was going on then? Yeah. That's really like all you want to be known for? Nobody did Electric Blue Superman? Are you kidding Mm. me? (laughs) I guess... Just to switch it up, you know? The 90s Superman I've been reading, and, like, the stuff after Death and Return has been pretty weak, I have to say. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was stuff before Death and Return, but that was that was a bit more late eighties. Mm-hmm. But the stuff after, just don't. Not much has happened. Like, 
Uh, I, haven't, I haven't read all of the 90s, and I know Electric Blue was in there, but I'm just trying to think, you know, what else was in the 90s that they could do? Mm. Uh, right. I guess there was, like, the JLA um, with Grant Morrison. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. Um, oh, two Cement with Rags Morales and Andrew Dalhouse. Uh, Rags Morales was the artist for the Grant Morrison run. Yeah. Uh, this would probably have to be my favourite, I think. Just... I like yeah. I like how it's kind That's of he's off he's off center, um, so you get a bit more of an expanse of the of the sky. But again, just also the the style of the art is is cool, and the fact that he's in jeans and uh, you know, it did um, you know those boots as well, and he's tearing off the costume. Which incidentally, actually, yeah. I just wanted to to call out this the suit a Superman suit in Unchained. I know what you're. I was actually thought. wondering when you bring that up. Yeah, um. <laughs> I, I I really liked it. Um, uh, again, you know, mm-hmm. let's not dwell on to the whole undies or not. Um, but I like the collar and I like the thing around the um, around his kind of fists. You know, the the gauntlet kind well, of I, thing. Yeah, I think what happened is, uh, you know, because Jim Lee designed the suit, mm. and what what he did what what he did was he designed this suit that worked so well for his style. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but it, but it, it it gets you know picked on as as too bulky or too armory because not every artist could make it work right yeah you know but yeah but it's it's a very jim lee thing and he could make it work yeah it has the suit uh act like the sort of symbiote thing it is as well and at some point in these issues i can't remember but you can sort of see it he has it underneath his costume but it like materializes oh wow Mm -hmm. okay uh there was a brief bit but yeah yeah but this cover this cover's amazing because so obviously his original costume is the t-shirt and the jeans, mm-hmm. and then he gets the the Krypton suit later. And it looks like he's mid leap, mm. yeah. and then he's tearing off that costume, and then he's about to fly in the other direction because you know that's when he starts flying is yeah. when he gets out of the jeans and shirt. And I just think, wow, a lot of thought went into this cover, and it's really mm. neat. Yeah, absolutely. play on like the the pose and perspective, and just like his evolution in this universe hmm. um and uh next cover is great uh underrated villain um yeah who is she what is this superman versus silver banshee by Gwilym march uh superman going ah, holding his head while silver banshee sort of you know making a shushing noise and it's just got <laughs> covers just really you nicely fine I didn't know that that was a... You know what I'm finding with all these covers? Because I looked at them because you you know told me we were going to look at them. Yeah. I see all these images that I love, and I'm like, I didn't know that that was an Unchained cover. Ah. Yeah. Like, I've, you know, I, I have seen that, and I've been like, that's a great Silver Banshee image. But it's like, oh, this came from, you know, from this celebration. Yeah, a lot of great arts. Like, again, like you, Adam, I've seen great Superman art. It turns out it was an Unchained variant. Yeah. Mm. Because they do yeah. art for every era. They spotlight, you know, Silver Banshee, Mongols. So, uh, and our Silver Banshee debuted in John Burns run. Every story I've read with her has been pretty good. Okay. Uh, there was a great story that Mark Mignola did the artwork for. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like a nice horror story. Superman goes to a castle and stuff, and that's Silver yeah. Banshee. Uh, you, uh, you told me about that story yeah. on this podcast. And then yeah, I, I read it, and I was like, oh, my God, that's so good. Yeah, it's, it's a great little story. Um and yeah, jeez, my favorite variant from that, I guess I'll go with the Rags Morales mm-hmm. one, which is your pick, isn't it, as well, Ray? Yep. But I'll, I'll tie it with the Silver Banshee variant. It is I'm quite a, nice. It is, yeah. Yeah. Just 
don't know who it is, so <laughs> like, like she looks cool, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's really good covers. Sorry, oh, I was asking. Oh, Adam already Ad- said. That's yeah, yeah, he had, yeah, he had the. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're very strong. The tornado, Chris Brown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> but that brings us to the close. So, if anyone's if everyone's wondering these variants that these guys are talking about, what the hell, you can find them mm-hmm. in the Superman Unchained Deluxe Edition. They are all collected mm. there. I'm sure you can find this book digitally. I'm pretty sure it would be collected. Yeah. Uh, so, have a look for it. Uh, this story's worth reading. You know, as usual, we should have done a disclaimer at the start, but like, if you don't want spoilers, read the book mm-hmm. first. Luckily, we haven't really spoiled anything major because we haven't gotten to the ending but yeah definitely a story worth reading uh everyone i've talked to likes it though so mm. yeah it's pretty solid i mean uh, the way that snyder balances you know the various little plots i mean we've got lex lois and superman basically if you yeah. if you distill it to those uh yeah he juggles them pretty well yeah um so i believe the deluxe edition hardcover is the only trade it's come out in Oh. Uh, but it's worth a pick up. It's nice, and you know the the double page spread thing. Like it's doable. You just open the book a bit. It's uh, nowhere near as bad as a lot of other trades I've read, where it really butchers mm-hmm. double page spreads. Looking at you, Christ on Infinite Earth, supposed deluxe edition. <laughs> I expect a deluxe presentation. Thank you very much. But um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, big one. But I've really enjoyed recording this. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any final thoughts? Uh, I mean, it's, it could have been a thing we've talked about before, but it's like, you know, when people talk about New 52 Superman, he doesn't have the best reputation. Yeah. And I always feel like, well, you're you're really just thinking of the one run, and there's so many other good yeah. ones that happened in this era. And, like, this is one kind of people, you know – don't point it and go like, "Hey, this was a highlight of that era." Yeah, there's there's and like yeah. there's two bad spots. I think there's the Lobdell stuff. Yeah, uh, just in general, it was just whack. And then there is the truth stuff. Yeah, and it's like which even that is like it has some issues in it that are it has its moments, now yeah. iconic. Yeah, mm. but like everything else, like in terms of solo Superman, I thought was great. And, mm-hmm. you know, ev- like everyone's, like, just, you know, bathing in post-crisis and rubbing it all over their bodies in really weird ways. And it's like, <laughs> you know, that that era had its bad spots, too. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the big barter yeah. porno issue? Like, God. Uh, the, that's the one. I only hate one comic, and that's it. <laughs> no co- comics don't make me angry. It's just that one issue that is just—it's baffling how it was made. I, that's not what we're talking about. I, I I'm going to have to read it because it has Darkseid sitting on a purple chair. You—you you will not believe that the plot exists. <laughs> I'm going to have to track it down. That sounds good. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. It, it's... It's in the John Byrne Man of Steel collection, which Ray. Oh, is got. it? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, like every every era of Superman has bad issues. Yeah, has yeah. bad runs. It just happens. I yeah. think New Fifty Two people just hate from the era because like they made a big change. And look, yeah. a lot of New Fifty Two was bad. There was some really rubbish changes. But mm. in terms of Superman, like 
And it's heresy for me to say this, but he's one of my favorite versions of the character. You know, like I, mm. I love New 52 Superman. You know, you kind of read his whole life. Like, uh, yeah, I think it's really good stuff. Yeah. Um, so, look, I, yeah, I, again, and I don't have that, um, I guess, that to worry about with like, New 52. I've heard about, you know, like, you know, the, mm-hmm. the things people say about it, but. Um, I really couldn't care less. Um, I'm, I'm pr- pretty keen to, to jump into it. And this is my introduction, I guess, to, to New 52. And, um, I was thinking to myself the other day after I kind of read these issues, like, this is, this is a sort of like storytelling, like modern, modern day storytelling of Superman that, like, I really enjoy. Like, you, you know, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the older, you know, the older eras and stuff and, and the, uh, the past decades. Um, but this is something that I could I could really attune to. Like I mean, it's yeah. exciting stuff. It's got its action sequences. Um, there's you know multiple threads working through. It has everything that a lot of modern comics do. And um, yeah, I think I think Superman comes off it really really well. So yeah, I'm looking forward. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next five. Uh, see how it goes. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll see see how uh, if anything does fizz out. Um, as you as you may have alluded to, Adam. Um, with some payoffs, but yeah, so far, so good. Ray, yeah. I have a question for you. Yep. So, I mean, the conceit of your podcast is like, you know, that you're kind of the newcomer to the character. Mm-hmm. But now you've read at least presumably <laughs> 75 stories. Yeah. Right? That's a yeah. very that's good a, point. That's a, that's a decent chunk. That That is. I know. So, yeah. how, does, how does 75 episodes later, how does Superman rank on your, like, Oh, favorite characters. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly one of my favorite DC characters. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm slowly getting introduced to, to a lot of DC characters as well. And, and um, the episode that Connor and I did recently, uh, just before this, uh, is the one I chose with Doctor Fate in it because I think he's quite an interesting yeah. character as well. Um, no, mm. I, I'm I'm really enjoying uh, Superman's um, uh, the stories I've read of Superman so far. They're so rich and varied. Um, yeah, you know they they're good. Like, uh, yeah, I'd, so yeah, he, he's he's good. He's um, yeah. I mean, I, so I'm you, looking forward so to. So you like him uh, more than Moon Knight? <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on, <laughs> uh, you know he's 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 hovering around there somewhere. <laughs> your num- okay. Is he your number one DC hero? Yeah, close to it. I'd say. Um, pretty close okay. to it. Yeah, I don't mean to. I don't want to twist your arm here. <laughs> no, I mean, look, but the thing is, though, look, I've read like DC wise, I've read uh, a lot more Superman than any other character so far, like quantity sure, wise, sure. quantity wise. So it, it's it's hard not to to say that, or it's hard to actually say someone else when I actually haven't read, you know, th- yeah, massive amounts of them. Um, okay, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, he's um, he's strong. The question is, has has Superman broken your top fifteen yet? <laughs> yeah, I think he's in there somewhere. He, I'd rate him above Batman. I can say that honestly. Oh, I think we'll get it back. Yeah. I would just love to, by episode 100, yeah. Ray be like, I get it now. He's now my favorite superhero, and I've now read. I'm going to read every issue of every series. <laughs> no, I mean, I do, but I massively appreciate like the 75 that I've, I've gone through so far. And we say that 75 yeah. episodes, there's a lot more issues that Connor and I have covered, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it, it definitely appreciate him more as a as a character rather than what I'd understood as a pop you know pop culture figure uh, or icon. 
uh, yeah, just looking forward to reading more. Uh, I mean, there's so much. I mean, Connor as well. You haven't read everything. Uh, there's some, so much like no. the new 52. I haven't. This is all I've dabbled in it. So I've got so much to mm. learn. Uh, Rebirth. Mm. I've, I've read. I don't think I've read anything. Um, or, Have you guys? Or, you no. haven't done Morrison action yet? No. No. Ooh. No. That's because. Um, well, the, the main reason we haven't is because it's 18 issues. Annual. So we just we're not really sure how to tackle it. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, we might have to. We're still trying yeah, to work that one out. Um, yeah, but you yeah. know, because uh, yeah, it's just it's just tough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, if you ever get any ideas, let us know. If anyone gets any ideas, how we can cover that? <laughs> uh, because you know, I'd like to I'd like to give it the attention it deserves. Um, but you know, it's doing like spending like a year on it. You know, just the way this podcast kind of designed is like we're not really. I mean, we could do it, but there's just so much that we always want to do. Yeah. Um, being limited to one thing for that long, and we could break it up and stuff. But anyway, um, yeah, we could do it in clumps, like you know. So yeah. I mean, the, the change I've noticed in Ray when it comes to him and Superman is I think he gets it now. <laughs> 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 um, it's, you know, so. Yeah, that's good. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, so, no, no, yeah. absolutely. I, I think I do. Um, yeah. You know. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's, it's been a fun journey. Uh, Got to wonder what 100 will bring for us. Yeah. So that'll be something crazy, but <laughs> I might get um, my Grant Morrison on here. Sure he does. <laughs> Please. Hey, we've got to look at getting some, some other creators on. It'd be good. So, so what we can oh, shout, out, shout out to Josh Williamson who's starting his oh. Batman rights as well. Oh yeah, um, yep. Sort yep. of fun having him on. Yep. So I've been reading some uh, some Robin. He's because we oh, cha- yeah? we chatted with him and he's such a such a good bloke. Um, and I've I enjoyed his Batman Superman run. Um, and yeah, yeah, fantastic. He's a, he's a fantastic writer. Um, so that's yeah. good to hear. Yeah, I've, I haven't read any of his other stuff. So yeah. yeah. Um, did you you read that run, didn't you, Adam? The Batman Superman. I read the uh, Wild City of Candor story because that looked oh, interesting yeah. to me, and I, yeah. I like uh, Nick cool. Darrington. Yes, great art. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's all worth reading. Um, I think we can attest. I gotta, I gotta check out that Ultra Humanite story. I, I listened to your interview <laughs> with yes. him, and I was like, oh, that sounds good. <laughs> it is very yeah, fun. It's good. It's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, this is all talk we can probably have off air. So <laughs> let's uh, let, let let's wrap it up because we're done with Unchained mm-hmm. for this time. So in two weeks' time, you'll see us again. Thanks again for Adam. Yes, thank so you, Adam. Mm-hmm. Is there anything? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. No. <laughs> okay. Well, um, Adam's on Twitter at Talking Superman. If you want to check mm-hmm. him out, he just he just talks about Superman. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll say I'll say that if you guys are like. Uh, you know, if you're reading anything and you're like, I want to talk about this story, who do I go to? No. <laughs> oh, Adam T.S., I'll talk to you about that story. Yeah, awesome. especially yeah. that John Burnish. No, well, well <laughs> we can, I don't know. You'll talk about we, it, but I'll wake up and I'll, be I'll like, I'll talk about it, but it'll a feed be of like, 19 tweets by Adam. You'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll, like, you'll get me down for the rest of the day. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's like I love that issue, not because I think it's good. Um, it's just so 
you know, oh god, I, just, I, just get, a, I get a kick whenever I read it. Yeah. Like, I'm just, you know, and whenever Dark Side sits on a chair, which happens a lot, you'd be surprised <laughs> the amount of times he's sitting on like regular looking furniture. So, mm-hmm. like, IKEA. Yeah, <laughs> I said regular furniture. <laughs> anyway, until next time, um, may you be unchained. Yes. Oh. All right. Alrighty. Peace. <laughs> Catch ya. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter, at lskpodcast. Our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.